0: Skid up
1: Skid
2: up up Meow Meow
1: Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sin and the Mountain Man
0: pal meow meow welcome to the plug with bushy
1: sin and the mountain man
0: hey everybody welcome to another edition of the plug With Bushy Sin and the Mountain Man. Um, Once again, Sin is not with us. But he should be pretty close to stateside after the uh, hurricane in Puerto Rico. We did get word that he's coming back. If you heard our little bit last night, we released that short little episode. Just ask for some help to get him home. But we do actually have a special guest with us. And we have the Mountain Man with us. This was almost a disaster. This was almost just Bushy. I the special guest because I couldn't get the mountain man's ass out of bed, but we did. And before I even say anything to the mountain man, Mr. Special Guest, how are you? How was your week? I can't believe you got a podcast. <laughs> Dude, they asked me to do it. I had nothing else going on. We have a lot of fun. Who the fuck is they? <laughs> that would be Sid and the mountain man. Um, You know, Sid as DJ Sato uh, from that metal station. Ah, and um, yeah, he approached me. He wanted to do this and I guess they figured since I already had the uh, the pod account And the voice and I'd done a couple of guest spots I guess they <laughs> assumed I'd be the guy to go to, to To get this done obviously not if they wanted to be successful, but I'm the guy to go to Interesting Absolutely, that's right ladies and gentlemen Slumming with myself and the mountain man today. We have the water and only Ralph Fiera Dr. Fuck of multiple bands. What Jesus, what do you have? Like fifty-two bands? I know you got thrash or Die. You got Combat. You have Old Leather coming up. You do your solo stuff.
1: Yeah, and uh there's Psycho Wrath and Ripjaw.
0: Oh wow. I yeah, I forgot about Ripjaw and I don't think I've heard of Psycho Wrath. But you know what? I I have I have kept this guy quiet long enough because i know he's foaming at the mouth mountain man how you doing skeeter pal motherfucking
3: meow meow about to fangirl the hair out oh my god he's real right here jesus christ no just...
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 oh kid knock the brother what about you
0: oh I, I'm, I'm doing pretty well um before we get too far i have to address the elephant in the room and that is vegas send your thoughts prayers positive vibes whatever it is you do out to vegas if you're in the las vegas metro area or outside dress to the nearest blood donation center and donate blood let's help these folks out right 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 on. -hmm. all right now barring that yeah we uh been working to get a a a big time guest on here and um we tried wadzilla he must be too big for us because he's canceled on us twice wow um yeah i know that, that's ridiculous but uh he just he keeps getting offered overtime so um i i can't hate. oh yeah like yeah because you
1: only do mondays right yeah, yeah. mondays is yeah. not good for him he's not really canceling on you it's just not a good day for him
0: and, and that's what i figured uh with uh with new work schedules coming about we may have to work on recording other days and just releasing on mondays um it's just, at the time, everybody was off on Monday, so it just seemed like the right time to do it. All right. Things change. You have to adapt, right? I hear that. But um, Dr. Fock has decided to grace us with his presence, and uh, we're happy, humbled, and honored you decided to come on this ridiculous show. <laughs> Seriously, I,
3: I've got him a damn pair of waiters over here. Jesus Christ, he's pom, uh pod slim big time. What the hell? What what did you have to do, Bush? Did you have to get on your knees, tickle a little bit? What? How the fuck did you manage this?
1: Yeah, he did all the above.
0: Hey, I, was, I was going to say it, it. wouldn't be the first time. Well,
3: okay. At least, at least you're bad enough to
0: admit it. I give you credit there. <laughs> he used to like how the beard tickled. He
1: wasn't as impressed as. Wow, I nah, mean. man, I don't like that smoothness. There was there was a little stubble, <laughs> and it got a little scratchy down there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: Nothing, nothing a little cream won't take care of. Just rub some like, I don't know, what's that pink shit you put on stuff? I don't
1: know. I don't, know. I, I don't know. know. You're the one that likes to cure, so you would. <laughs> <laughs> you just not going to let me live. Well, that you're down. the one that brought it to me. You hit me with it, and I'm hitting with you back. Oh, did did you hear <laughs> the
3: shit they're making? Him and Godzilla's making me do. We got to do a freaking cure review whenever Ian comes on.
0: Yeah,
1: I you know have... you are one evil fucker, Nate.
3: Yes,
0: he yes, is. That, that was not me. That was not me. I asked Wadzilla. I said, hey, man, you're coming on your topic of choice. He thought it over a couple of days, and he came up with a cure 17 seconds. And I said, beautiful. Let's do it. Oh,
1: no, it's not
3: beautiful. I had to go get a freaking AIDS test.
1: Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. And I caught AIDS. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, just so much hate on Robert Smith. He's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliantly horrible. Uh,
3: I was. Fi- thank you. You took the words right out of my mouth. Please explain how he's brilliant.
0: Oh, those deep, dark, depressing lyrics. He's a way underrated guitar player, and he's carried that band for what? Thirty years? Outstanding. Uh, I hate
1: to break it to you, but his guitar's not plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? No, he's got something else plugged
0: into him. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I don't know, he was good with Susie the Banshees. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm definitely a bigger fan of The Cure. Yeah, so. Oh, I'm on guard of you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried to make him a Cure fan. I even recommended a different album, and he just wouldn't nope. bite. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> uh, absolutely to each his own. And that's funny, because... um. We're actually going to be discussing some things that uh, I doubt they'll go down that road, but I am definitely curious, curious to find out uh, what you have to say. But before we get into that, I think it's that time.
3: Oh, God, is it really that time?
0: It is. Let's just get it out of the way. Get the silliness out of the way so that we don't take up too much of our guest time. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for everybody's favorite learning segment that's right it's the plugs words of the week all right that's right it's time for all two of our listeners favorite topic of the week and that is our words of the week now um, listeners. this is where you go to what what the hell you mean two
3: listeners every single time i act like a retard they disappear
0: right right well at least we'll enjoy the episode um what you go to find here is, I'll give you a word and a definition that'll help enlighten you. And the mountain man is just going to dump down the whole thing. Ooh. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. And uh, I, I just got to hear what mountain man has to say because uh, it's getting worse and worse every week. <laughs> so I, I've, I've got to know mountain man. What are the week? Weet you did you? Oh, Lord. He steals from the Jeff Foxworthy playbook, no, I'm no. telling this you. This <laughs>
3: week this week I'm gonna give props to that one because yeah, like I said, uh, last episode I've been digging at the bottom of the damn barrel. But yeah, which you did you this week, I'm actually going with one of Jeff Foxworthy's actual ones.
0: Oh, good Lord. We're gonna end up canceling this segment. Nah, not at all. Nah. All right. Give us give us witch a Alright,
3: I don't even know what the hell a normal witch did you would actually be, but in a redneck term to actually come out with it, if anybody can actually ever understand us. Well, I brought my car with me, but did you bring your truck which did you? Because I'm not sure if I can get my car running. I might have to have it towed off.
0: And there we go. We just dumped down a little bit more of a barrack. <laughs> widget, you? know that's not even really a word. Yes,
3: I know it's not, but still, either way, redneck terminology, it's still funny as shit, except uh, Ralph over there scratching his head going, what in the fuck did I just have to listen to? Well, oh, don't
1: worry, man. Hey. Once I move into trailer park, I'll get it. Okay, good deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ow. No, no, no. I, I, hey, I, I just want to say that I was raised with rednecks, where I was, because, see, I'm an old guy. I'm from I'm from the 70s, and Uh, I used to live in a place in Hialeah where it's nothing but Cubans now. But back then, it was a melting pot, mostly rednecks. And uh, I was raised with Leonard Skinner and Allman Brothers, Molly Hatchet, uh, you know. And I did all the redneck stuff when I was a little kid. So I can totally identify. And I love the fuck out of rednecks because contrary to popular belief, these guys let me stay at their house. They took me in as family. They invited me over for dinners, family get-togethers. They were far from racist, and they were great people, and uh, I have a soft spot for rednecks. And, you know, I mean, and also in the 70s, popular culture was very redneck, and she had Convoy, and, uh, you know, um, oh, man, uh, Hee Haw, you know, all that stuff. I grew up on all that shit, you know, so I love all that stuff, so. Oh, my. Yeah, uh, oh, my God, this motherfucker
3: just made me fall more in love with him. Jesus, I may it on my knees now, nay son of a bitch. Shave, though, oh,
1: <laughs> shave. A close, close shave. Unless, <laughs> unless you have a beard, then that's okay. I,
3: I've got a goatee at least started since I got my yeah, new that's, job. That's,
1: that's fine. Just let it grow a little.
3: Oh, okay, I can
0: do that. I can pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm so glad you pointed out because uh, Redneck's got such a bad vibe. Uh, these days, I'm glad you pointed out the fact that rednecks aren't racist people. It's just they tend to be country folk, in a manner of speaking.
1: I mean, I'm I'm talking about the people I was raised with. Now, you know, look, I'll I'll say it this there's there's racism in everywhere, every fucking there's redneck racists, there's black races there's Spanish man. I think the most racist people I've ever encountered in my life are my people, Cubans. They're fucking racist as fuck. Especially the the the, the Mariel boat lift. I mean, that's when all the scumbags came here. So I, I but you know, that's who I, I I'm around than most people. So honestly, those people are just fucking the most racist fuckers I've ever known. And they're and they're that's and they're insane. my people.
0: Right, right. I get that. And yeah, yeah. Well racism sucks in general. Now, this boat lift you're talking about, uh, is this what um. Everybody was flooding
1: over from Cuba. Yeah, because Jimmy Carter was like, "Oh, oh, uh, uh, I'm gonna let all the Cubans come in." And Fidel, being the scumbag he is, it goes, "All right, empty the jails." They sent all the they sent uh, all the convicts over here, bunch of murderers. You know, there was this guy called El Loco that here on the beach that shot a cop in the head. I mean, these were just ruthless fucking people that he sent over here and. uh yeah, and then, you know, then you have all these other fucking other ingrates that came here and had little babies and raised them to be scumbags. And they're like in their 30s now, a bunch of scumbags running around Hialeah. And that's another thing. That's where I'm from, Hialeah. All the rednecks moved away because it just became fucking terrible to live in Hialeah with all these scumbags around. So they all moved to northern Florida. Another thing about rednecks, I got to say, is that they are so polite. Like down here, it's nothing but fucking idiots and uh, like really rude people. I'm even talking about you walk into a goddamn store and the cashier is fucking rude to you. Employees are rude to you. You go up, you really? go up to North Florida and you walk into a store, they're like, "Good, good afternoon, sir." Like everybody like says hi to each other. It's like I was just, well, I was with you, Nate, in Nashville. I walking down the rear, and it's like, hey, "Good, good evening," you know, just people walking down the road saying hi to each other. It's like. I'm not used to this shit anymore, you know? So it's very refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. So up, you know, northern Florida is where all the rednecks are at. And, it's, you know, that that term, uh, uh southern hospitality, it's, it's true, man. I mean, they're just nice fucking people. And look at me. I'm a dirtbag-looking motherfucker with long hair, and they're still nice to me, you know? It's like down here they see me. It's like, oh, you know, they walk in. You know, I walk into any store, and they all, like, look at me weird – and they all speak English to me, not knowing that I'm actually Cuban. But um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that.
0: And you are you are uh, you are fluent in Spanish,
1: is that yeah, right? Yeah, uh, well, I, I I speak it a little broken because uh, see, where I was born was pretty much around the neck of your woods, Terrytown, up there in uh, north. Uh, I mean, up in uh, New York State. Um, the the problem why I don't speak Spanish, I I understand it perfectly, but. And I speak it well enough to get by, but it's very broken because my parents refused for me to learn Spanish until I learned English. Uh, my parents my, my parents are the most uh, patriotic people I've ever met in my life as far as loving America, and they're not from here. But, you know, they came here at 17 years old, and they fucking kissed the ground of this great country. And my dad adores America, and he's always... He always talks about how this is the greatest country in the world. And, uh, you know, he loves Cuba. It's where he came from. But, you know, he left before. He, he left right when Castro took power because he didn't trust the scumbag. And he's a, he's a commie-hating, American-loving. You know, it's like I know he, he's more American than, than a lot of Americans. You know, he's like a, he came here. He, he doesn't speak the best English, but, goddamn, he learned a lot with no education. Busted his ass. And really did well for himself. And he's taught me a lot of good values. Uh, American values. Uh, a good, decent American values. I've never stolen my life. I've never fucked anybody over. These are, the, these are the things he always told me. Never steal. Never take anything that's not yours. Never take the easy way. Always work hard for what, everything you do. Never fuck anybody over. Always be honest. But... You do have to lie to chicks. He always told me that. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're never gonna get laid if you don't lie to chicks.
3: <laughs> you just, you, you just had my mother, and she she normally comes on every now and then as a special guest, cause uh, just for shits and giggles. She just hollered across the house, "Hey!" So. All right, cool. So all
1: right. I Said, hi.
3: <laughs> she said, "That's because you're dealing with little pansy girls instead of women."
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's all I can get. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could get some oh, women, man. but, you know, I got the long hair. They don't, they don't dig that down here.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I envy some of your cod quests. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, I mean, you know, and I get blamed a lot because, oh, Ralph only goes for, you know, especially Ian talked about. oh, All I get is, like, little young girls and stuff like that, which is not really true. I get older chicks. But, uh, for the most part, it's mostly young because, uh, those are the only ones I can get because girls, my age, they don't like fucking people like me. I mean, uh, sexually, or, you know, they don't, they're not very attracted to me, but the the young chicks are. So what can I do? Use my hand. And,
0: uh, no, I, I completely understand it. The funny thing is they don't get it because they're probably just, they're looking at that rough exterior And not realizing that you are a cool dude, but you also have a really solid, you know, career. And the long hair isn't conducive to that ideology. There's no way that you have long hair look like that, but still be a successful person.
1: Yeah, it's, 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 um, and and believe me, I, I spent like, uh, you know, 42 years of my life, uh, working shit jobs. You know, I mean, I haven't had it easy, man. I've had it very hard and my parents, I, I uh, thank my parents for for having me, uh, you know, tough it out for all those years because my parents, the whole time I was busting my ass, my, my dad was always on me, you know, you know, you, you cut your fucking hair, you can get a better job, you idiot. And I was like, but I, I, I have to be me. You know, if I'm going to cut my hair, it's because I want to cut my hair, not for some fucking idiot that's going to hire me. And I toughed it out. And by living by his rules, one thing I learned on my own, not from my dad, is that there is a thing. And I know some people don't believe in it. But I honestly, I've experienced it over and over again all my life. Karma is real. And I always said to myself, I always said to myself, it's going to pay off. And I was, man, there were times, man, where I would be really pissed off going, why the fuck am I suffering? I'm such a good person. But then my brain, my brain would say to me, you got something really good coming to you because that's why it's taking me so long. See, karma takes a long time to to like to to give you a great present and also karma takes a really long time to fuck somebody over that's very evil. You know, cuz let me put it this way. I'll give you an example of karma where it came to me. When I first started getting Netflix, I got um uh, this uh, I, I, I rented the Scorpions at Wacken. So I would like, you know, burn it on, on a disc. But this time I couldn't burn it because there was too much information. I didn't send it back. I said, fuck it, I want this so bad. So I kept it. The very, two Uh-oh. days later, two days later, my air conditioner broke, fucking uh, poured a bunch of water to my neighbor downstairs and I ended up paying hundreds of bucks to fix that. So, I you know. Oh, wow. Sure enough, I sent that shit back to Netflix. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, I I forgot they used to do the DVD thing. Are they still doing that?
1: Uh Yeah, you can still rent. I still rent, yeah. I still rent from them.
0: Oh, I, yeah, I had no idea about that. Yeah, they
1: have a, there's not er, not everything's on Netflix, you know. So there's a lot of shit I would love to see that, you know, like just uh, Ian recommended The Watchmen. I'd never seen that, so I just rented it, you know.
0: Okay, well, I, I always let uh, Navea watch pretty much anything, unless there's nudity, and I could not let her watch that film, we'll leave it at that. Right, okay. Alright, uh, I got courage, uh, and there's a reason I'm using courage, that's the quality or state of mind or spirit, enabling one to face danger or hardship with confidence and resolution, and the reason I picked that word, I picked it last minute this morning, it's a pretty basic word, but as I was watching the news this morning, uh, I... I saw this kid, and when I say kid, um, probably in his late teens, early twenties, not very old, just really just just covered in blood, um, talking to this reporter, and you can see almost that thousand yard stare in his eye, and uh, he's talking about how when everybody else chose to run away at that concert in Vegas, he started helping people. He told the reporter, look man, I have no clothes on, the reason I have no clothes is because I used my t-shirt to cover up somebody's face that was you know dead on the ground. Uh, you know he used a sock to 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 make a makeshift tourniquet for somebody else that was injured. The point was this kid stayed behind to try to help people. Um, he said he helped seven people. he doesn't think any of them survived, but he tried to help so that were shot. And, uh, and that's what courage is about. It's not just you know cops and firefighters. You know, first responders and our military—we understand they have courage. You've got to have courage to be able to even do those jobs. But for a regular citizen to run towards the danger and not away—that shows real courage, and bravery. Right. And that's why I wanted to use that there word. There you today. go.
3: Uh, that's a that's a great word,
0: especially to start out
3: on an episode like this. <laughs> he hell, Melkman can't even fucking talk. Damn it, Ralph! Son of
1: bitch. my word would be accomplishment. Because uh, uh, just yesterday, October first, I, I just uh, made it ten years uh, working for the city of Miami Beach, and uh, I'm halfway done with uh, with my uh, I can I can retire in ten years now, so I'm halfway done. And these ten years flew by. So uh, and also um, I saw Venom Inc. and uh, I'm a huge fan of Venom, and uh, Venom Inc. You know Venom is a three piece band. But the the sure. singer has you know there's two Venoms out there there's Venom and there's Venom Inc. So Venom Inc. has the other two remaining members. So they just played here and I had a bunch of vinyls signed by Cronus the singer on the 70 Tons of Metal cruise where I went in 2011. So I just went to Churchill's this past uh, Thursday, and I had the other two members sign all the rest of the things. And it was a mind blowing show. It was such a good show. Great guys. You know. You know uh, how? Uh, oh, you know how you can get on the tour bus and shit. You gotta know people. No, not Venom Inc. Sure. Venom Inc. is like go knock on the door, they'll let you in. That's how cool those these guys were. And uh, yeah, oh, wow. it was just uh, so. That's my word of the week uh, accomplishment. Is that did I did I this play this great. right? Yep, you absolutely All did. Right. You absolutely did. And uh,
0: right. that's 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 badass Venom Inc. And um, it it just reminds me of what we went and saw uh, uh shit. Now drawing a blank. Yeah. Come on, Nashville. Rock and Pot
1: Expo? No,
0: well, not that. The show that Oh, night. Raven, Raven, Raven. Here. Raven, yeah. Those guys were real chill and willing to yeah, you know, yeah. sit back and R- talk to anybody. Great guys. Yeah, and uh, you know, speaking of accomplishments, it won't be for you, but you know, for the hair metal guy that I am, it was. uh Last Saturday, not the one we just finished, the weekend before, September 23rd, a buddy of mine and I had bought tickets uh, to go see Vixen and Kiss <laughs> like six months. <laughs> yeah, like six months ago. You know, it's $39, second row center. Uh, it was in this place called the showroom at Turning Stone Casino. And you know, normally if you're, you know, first, second row, there's always a buffer between the people and the stage. In this showroom, there is no buffer. The front row is, you, you can hardly walk through the front row between the stage and those seats, we were in the second row. We were close enough that while Vixen was playing, we are in the second row. My buddy, because I was filming on video, my buddy was able to, you know, hand clap Janet Gardner. Now, the cool thing is, after that show, me and him, like, busted out. You know, because we had tickets for our seats, we knew where we were sitting. Went outside and they were doing a meet and greet, taking pictures, signing autographs and stuff. So, I got to actually meet the band. And uh, that was a big moment for me because I've been a fan of them since the very beginning. I was not allowed to go to concerts when I was a kid. My first concert was Kiss 1996, the reunion tour. I had to go to fucking Ottawa, Canada to see that. Wow. So I got a chance to actually meet them and kind of gush over them a little bit. You know, I've always been a huge fan of the band. So I got to you know tell Janet about wanting to see her for 20 years. So it was a dream come true. She gave me a handshake and a hug. I got to tell Cher Peterson that she was always my favorite and was still just as Lee as she was then. got to tell Roxy she's still banging on those drums. And then I got to meet Britt Lightning, who's actually their new guitar player, because her original guitarist died. And I can't remember what of. But yeah, it was was a great surreal experience. Went back in, saw kicks. They were absolutely amazing. So yeah, good word, accomplishment. I like it. Right
1: on. I'm a big fan of Madame X. You know them? Not for featured the drummer of Vixen who did a band with her sister, uh, Maxine. Uh, What's her last name? Uh, Maxine. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So uh, they released one album. It is the cheesiest fucking thing you'll ever hear, but I love it. It's so bad. It's great. And their singer, Brett, and they were like a total hairband, too. Uh, I mean, total hairband looking. They were a little more, their music was a little more edgier, a little more heavier, but. It was still very, you know, very hair band like, you know, cat. Uh, uh, sure. But uh, the singer uh, left the band, and they hired a 16 year old guy called Sebastian Bach. And this was really? pre uh, Skid Row. But they never, they never released any music. They never recorded music with him. But he did tour with Madame X uh, in the in the uh, mid 80s before he joined Skid Row. So wow, there you awesome. go.
0: Look at that's, that. Dr. Fuck coming uh, on edu- give, edu- give a it. Little, a little history of Vixen. Awesome. And look at that, Ralph. You know Vixen. That that's 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 mildly erotic and somewhat
1: satisfying. Uh <laughs> the music did nothing for me, man, at all.
0: At all. Well you gotta remember I am uh I'm a bit younger than you <laughs> are. Um and the mountain band's even younger than I and am. You're, so you're
1: a just... bit more gay than I am.
0: <laughs> Thank God. God I have to say it.
1: Well, why, why are you getting so offensive? What, are you a, like a gay man that's also a homophobe? Are you a self-hating gay guy? Yeah.
0: I'm a self-hating homo, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Makes
1: sense.
0: Oh, Lordy. But I'll tell you what. Um, We asked uh, Ralph to come on this week. And everybody knows your metal cred. Everyone's well-versed <laughs> in your multiple bands. Um, You have your radio show on Thursday nights. And uh, I enjoy it when I can stay up and listen to it because I always hear something that I've never ever heard before That's one of the things I really enjoy about it. It could be an unsigned band It could be a band that was known it was on maybe a national label But I just never heard of I wasn't into that type of music at that time Everybody knows about that stuff with you and uh, you being a product of the 70s. You were born in the 60s 65. Yes Okay so you started hitting your musical stride, let's say between 70, 72, somewhere. No, there.
1: no, uh, I was always into movies. It wasn't until, I mean, I love like electric light orchestra. I was very much into Kansas, uh, you know, some of the corporate rock stuff. But I wasn't really a big music fan until uh, mm-hmm. it was around the time I discovered Cheap Trick, And uh, then, then I discovered uh, my brother... Played me Unleashed in the East, Judas Priest, and that—that's what turned me into a metalhead because it was at the right time. It was '79, and from the oh yeah, and I was also a big Kiss fan, and uh, but you know Kiss, Kiss, uh, Kiss was my gateway. It wasn't really Cheap Trick. Uh, cheap Trick and Kiss came around the same time, but <laughs> Kiss is what really got me into hard rock and stuff. And then when I discovered Judas Priest, that's when it got me into metal. And then the new wave of British heavy metal was just a year away. And that's when I became full-blown. And I've been that way since to to this day. I was one of the only guys that was totally a full-blown metalhead during the grunge years. You know, I was like, you know, I'd go see Judas Priest in a club back then. And uh, and it was special because, you know, and the club wouldn't be that packed. It was kind of packed. But everybody in that club did not turn their back on metal. It was a beautiful time. The 90s was a beautiful time. A lot of people think, "No, it was a terrible time." No, it was actually where you saw the true, you know, that the ones that stayed with it. and then when they want to made a comeback. You know, I saw Iron Maiden in like a little tiny theater, and then you know, the next time Iron Maiden came, they sold out a big arena, and I'm like, "Oh, look, they're back!" Fuck them, you know, they all turned their back oh, on wow. metal. So, and Dio, I saw in a little fucking tiny club. It was just a special time for me. It was a It was a a time for the true. And I really love it. And, you know, and I'm not a hater of grunge. I actually liked a lot of grunge, but it still wasn't as cool as metal, you know, because I was still discovering because during the grunge years, there was also a European explosion of power metal. You know, you had your, you know, Rhapsody and your Primal Fear and Hammerfall and shit like that. And I got into that because I was like, well, I mean, it ain't the best metal in the world, but at least it's metal. And they're singing about metal during this dark time. So I was loving it. And and also, you know, huge into Pantera Pantera to me was to me, the gods of the nineties because they were the only band out there that were pulling in a lot of people into shows and saying on stage, we fly the flag for metal. Like we ain't fucking all, we are the alternative now, you know, it was just a great time. Sure.
0: Sure. No, and and that's an interesting point you make because in the 90s, I was so disgusted by the grunge movement. I, I'm i really not a fan. As, as I've gotten older, I can appreciate uh, some of the music a little more. Um, there's even a couple of Nirvana tracks I've gotten to where I like now. Uh, back then, I'd have spit in your face just as soon as look at you if you had have told me to listen to this shit. I just hated it. I hated what was being played on radio. I actually switched over. If I wasn't listening to my 80s metal, and that was everything from, you know, KISS was my gateway into, into rock and metal the same way. Uh, it just came a little bit later. Um, if I wasn't listening to KISS or ACDC or Motley Crue or even Vixen, or by that time I had gotten into Megadeth and Metallica, I hadn't been into Slayer yet. But if I wasn't listening to that stuff, I was listening to 90s country. I was so disgusted with the metal scene, quote-unquote metal scene, I had completely turned my fucking back on it. And I didn't go out and discover new stuff, which really sucks because obviously I missed out on some stuff. I didn't start listening to metal as a full-time thing again until the, I, I guess they call it new metal bands like Slipknot and Cold Chamber were coming out, or coming out rather. What the hell did you they just say? They were heavy. Yeah, I said Cayman out. Shut the up. What the fuck, what the fuck is Cayman? <laughs> oh. It's
1: an island, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's some islands. The yeah. Cayman uh, Islands. Yeah, that's a real place. What, what? That, that's what I bet. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're the red dick come
3: but out of yeah. there for a minute, damn it, boy, and you swear up and down, you talk normal.
0: Right, well, I do try. Yeah,
3: good job. But yeah,
0: you know, Tramer, It it was angry, it wasn't depressed, you know what I mean? Slipknot, it was angry, it wasn't depressed. And I'm from the party rock era, you know, I'm a child of the 80s, and I know how much you hate those. But, yeah. uh... I was, in the, I was in the fun rock period, you know. Uh, all the metal of that time was really just rock and roll. And uh, it was fun, so I didn't like the depressing shit. wasn't until metal got pissed off that I started listening again, which is good, because I can listen to heavy stuff. Right. What about you, Man? Got anything to add on, or are you still over there jerking off to the side of rock? No, I ain't
3: jerking off to it. I'm still in utter shock, but uh, no. <laughs> uh, for me pretty much yeah I, I grew up starting out in uh, classic rock as uh, ralph said just a moment ago leonard skinner zz top van halen the real van halen thank you very much uh uh all southern rock stuff like that i mean uh, as and ralph ain't gonna get this but riding around in that jacked up jeep in my uh, car seat head banging all the time uh yeah, uh, my, my mother raised me right, going downtown, middle of Newland, but yeah, pretty much for me, I was raised on uh all the classics. Hell, I was going into, I can remember second and third grade, friggin' singing uh, Highway to Hell, Hot for Teacher, and uh, friggin' uh, uh Sharp Dressed Man as youngin'. So, pretty pretty much for me, yeah, just 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 classic rock's all I can practically remember growing up couple of country songs from my dad's side, but I blocked most of that shit out, but yeah. <laughs> I
0: know. Well, see, this is this is why I wanted Ralph on because uh, I want to know the stuff he was listening to that was not metal. Now, on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, you have discussed at length that you're a, you know, I like
1: ABBA, but you haven't gone deep. Well, oh, uh, I have when it comes to Pick of the Week. I have thrown some of my eclectic shit, but not all of it. So right. I, I'll, I'll lay it all out here because I got my iTunes open, and uh, I have stuff that will blow, that will pretty much blow your mind from all spectrums of music. There's not, I don't even think there's uh, a type of music that I don't like. Uh, at least something from. Um, you you run the gambit. I I you can name me any type of music, and I can pro- pretty much, except for reggaeton, and 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 the music that that uh. From my from my heritage. I, I don't like Cuban music, you know I mean that's Latin music is the only thing I don't like now. there's a lot of songs that have a Latin flavor that is not Latin music that I really like, but uh, not Latin music. I don't like like the trumpets. I don't like for the most part, I don't like um, I don't like instruments you blow into. Uh, I, I really don't. Uh, it, you know, there are the exceptions like Pink Floyd did it good. Uh, there's a couple songs here and there that, you know, a, a trumpet will come on. I'm like, okay, or a saxophone. Uh, I could, uh, uh, what you want me to start now? Well,
0: I'm, I'm trying to figure out that. Cause uh, you say a saxophone to me, that's one of the ultimate rock and roll instruments. Um, well, when it's yeah. obviously not hard rock or metal, but yeah, I mean, can you think of listening to old time rock and roll without a sax in it?
1: Some, yeah. I mean, I, I accept it with Elvis, because I'm a huge Elvis fan, and I think it works well with that. Uh, sure. But there's some stuff that I think it, it works terrible on, you know? It's like, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Sticks, and when they throw in a saxophone, I get kind of annoyed with it, you know? And, wow. and plus a lot of other things. It's more, the, the saxophone to me it more or less belonged back then, you know, not not now, you know?
0: Sure, well, yeah, and, and that's like, I, I, I'm i a fan of big band music, a lot of people don't know that, but my grandfather listened to a lot of big band, um, so Phil Harris, uh, back in the 60s, most people only know him because he played Blue the Bear in the cartoon version of Disney's The Jungle Book, or uh, he played Little John in Disney's Robin Hood, and he played the voice of Thomas O'Malley Cat in The Aristocats. What they don't realize is all that cool music he was doing there is based on his big band music that he was doing in the 40s and 50s. Now, do
3: you care to clarify big band for these actual southern rednecks that really don't know what the hell you're talking about? Shut up before you even say it, but
0: yeah. Big band, you normally have like like Glenn Miller, uh, most people have heard in the mood. Um, if not, I'm actually going to slip that in right now. <laughs> what big band is you have horns you have piano you have guitar you have drums and uh most of the time it's strictly instrumental Glenn Miller was one of those that did instrumental but Phil Harris was one that incorporated you know lyrics and singing it was just
1: sorry whoa whoa, whoa. Uh, that was a phone call coming in <laughs> but
3: oh no you're are, right. are we fixing but the last song so
0: lit <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, it was it was a take-off of classical music. I think it's more a blend of classical and jazz, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they'll hear it, so they'll know what it is. So, uh, Ralph, um, your earliest... What, what, what would you say is your earliest memory of music and you thinking, huh, I like that? Because I know you said you watched a lot of movies, but everybody has that one song that sticks with them, even to this.
1: Well, I, I, I'll tell you... Um, my very first memory in life was the Beatles. Uh, I remember looking up at a, I remember vividly this, uh, looking up, I would stay with my cousin because my parents worked at a Chevrolet state uh, factory and I would stay with my aunt. I only saw my parents when I was very, very young. My aunt pretty much raised me. And uh, I vividly remember looking up at a windowsill that had a little transistor radio on it. But I am a little... Perp- I, can't, I can't really tell you what song it was. It was It was either Hard Day's Night or Help. It was one of those two songs. Or maybe... Or maybe. Um, uh, what's that song? Uh, eight Days a Week. Uh, one of those three songs. Uh, and uh, that was my first memory of life. The first song I really got into, I mean, fanatical about, was American Pie. A
4: long, long
1: time ago
4: they were singing bye bye Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Then good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing This'll be the day that I die.
1: I owned uh, the 45 of it, and the, you know, American Pie was such a long song. That you know the 45 only played half of it, and you had to flip it around to hear the rest of the song. And I can't I really? can't tell you how many times I would be in my room listening to that little 45 over and over and over. And it's still to me a very very extremely special song. Uh, is American by for Don, Don McLean, which uh, Don McLean. just like yeah. just like three four like three four years ago, I bought uh, the the American pie vinyl. I've never owned the album and okay. yeah, and I put it on and I absolutely fell in love with it. I mean, it's like 80% acoustic shit. Uh, you know, the only rocking song is American pie. And there's another track on there that that's electrified, but it's a beautiful fucking meet, beautifully made album where I'm kind of like, man, I can't believe this is the only hit off it. Cause all these other songs are so catchy and great as well. So that, that is my first memory of, uh, of something that really grabbed me, and then I I, I know there was a I, I own the album Doctor Luke Doolittle the, the 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 soundtrack which I absolutely adored as a kid. I found it on vinyl like f- f- three four years ago for a buck. Got all excited, came home, put it on. I was like, this is fucking horrendous. I couldn't <laughs> I could not get into it at all. I was like, I and I did not even remember none of it except for talk to the animals. That's the only one I remembered. But I remember playing that a lot as a little kid, but I guess I didn't know better yet. And um, Right, well, that's that's
0: called being kids. I like the Muppet movie soundtrack, uh, you know, the original Muppet movie. Well,
1: that, exp- the late that explains your love for The Cure. <laughs>
0: Come on, can you picture that as a rockin' jam? Oh,
1: boy. <laughs> and then, then, you know, I, I when I moved to Hialeah, because uh, my parents moved to Florida when I was nine years old, uh, I used to go to this place called Ricky's Records that uh, it was 1973. I used to go in there and buy 45s. That record store just closed this year. Heartbreaking. Really? But the, the record, that wow. record store only sold fucking Latin music, you know, uh, for the past 20 years or so. But I, I would go in there and buy 45s. And another song I became ex- insanely infatuated with was a Little Willie by The Sweet. That was another one that I absolutely loved. And then, you know, Benny and the Jets, Crocodile Rock, Elton John, you know, was another Fuck another yes. great um, uh, part of my little childhood. A lot of Elton John. I, I would buy a lot of Elton John 45s. Every time he had a single, I would buy it. Philadelphia Freedom. And a uh, huge fan of Elton John, Who who's on my bucket list. I've never seen him live, believe it or not.
0: I, I uh, man, I, I, I concur. uh one of my earliest, earliest memories of listening to something that wasn't country that actually kind of stuck out in my mind. Um, my parents, my dad had Elton John's greatest hits. I want to say volume two, maybe it was uh, one with him on the cover uh, in the golf getup, shooting golf. Um, the Bitch is Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing that song. Yeah. yeah. And it, I, I don't know if it's because I was so little because we were living in Heidelberg, Germany at the time. So you got to figure third grade, fourth grade. And uh, that song just grabbed me, loved it. And uh, that's funny, uh, Elton John. My my two of my favorite albums are are uh, Too Low for Zero and uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road.
1: Yeah, no, I own all that. I own Captain Fantastic, but that was much later on in life because, uh, like again, like you know, I was a little blindsided by metal. There was like sure. if you were if we were doing this program like in the early '80s. I wouldn't have. I, I I I would say, well, I used to like ELO because I was I was a bonehead. It wasn't until like you know I grew up and said, you know what, ELO fucking rules. And again, ELO was pretty much the first one when I was into movies that actually went and purchased their albums. And uh, and also uh, Left Overture from Kansas, which is un- I, I would have to say that one really was the first one that made me go buy a, an album because of a movie. I saw I really? saw a movie called Heroes, which uh, which was with Henry Winkler and uh, Sally Fields. I
3: was gonna say Sally Fields, yeah.
1: Yes, and uh, you know it was a, a movie about he was a this was at the height of Fonzie, and I I right. loved Happy Days too when I was a little kid. So I went to go see this movie. It was a movie about you know he was a Vietnam vet. It's a good movie actually, uh, kind of a serious drama. You know, coming back from Vietnam all fucked up. And when the movie ended, the, the ending credits was Carry On My Wayward Son. And I loved it so much. I was like, oh, my God, I got to, you know, I stayed there. I looked at the credits. All right, the band's called Kansas. I got to find this album, you know. And uh, I bought the album. And, and that album is so, so special to me to this day. I saw Kansas, I think it was either two years ago. They did a 40th anniversary uh, tour, and they played that whole album, Start to Finish. And they're playing here again in December, doing it again, and I already got my tickets for that. So uh, yeah, and and carry on my wayward son. I mean, Kansas in general, and ELO, uh, pretty much installed. um, Because the thing about both those bands, even though they're very very different from each other, they do have a very classical influence to them, especially ELO because they 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 were a fucking they they were a fucking orchestra. and uh elo was the first band ever that i had to own everything they had you know i mean love their rollover beethoven do ya um uh, rockeria yeah you know so i i would just you know i it was very hard to find no answer i remember that album was a bitch to find but you know i had uh ole elo anyway so um
0: Okay, I, I, I gotta interrupt you with an ELO question because my favorite ELO album, it seems like nobody's ever fucking heard of, and it irritates the shit out of me. It's a Concept Album. Time. Uh, 1981. Yeah. Time, yes. What do you think? Love that? that album.
1: I love time. time. Time is an album I went back. You know, I got that way later because by the time that came out, I, it was all metal for me. You know? I, I was sure. like, you know, I didn't even know ELO had a new album. And ELO also went extremely disco and that really bothered me because I hated disco. Hated it. Now I love it. But I hated it. Wow. I, I, I went to go see Saturday Night Fever in the theater and I hated it. And believe it, you know, really? Oh, I hated it with a passion, oh. and to this day, I went out and bought *Saturday Night Fever* on Blu-ray, and I watched it, and I still don't get it. But I love the music so much. But and oh. uh, but I know you know what? I know *Saturday Night Fever* is a good film. I know it is. I just don't get it's it. I just though. don't get it. Um, it. It has its good parts I like. Then it got a little too serious, and you know, a little fucking dark and shit. But, uh, I, you know, I, I'm going to have to get in the right frame of mind to kick back. Because I, I know it's a good movie. but uh, It's great. Just don't watch
0: that ridiculous sequel, Stay It alive.
1: Oh, no, yeah, that was really bad. And I saw that in the theater, too. <laughs> but back then, and I know I was talking about earlier, you shouldn't steal. But Well, back when that movie came out, I had a buddy of mine that w- worked in a theater. And he used to open the back exit door for me and all my burnout friends. And we'd sneak in, so we kind of, st- I kind of stole then. But it was kind of, oh it was no. an instance. It steal,
0: was, you know? <laughs> it was given. It's not stealing if it's given. If somebody opens a door and lets you in, that's being yeah. given. I'm a side with you on that.
1: Yeah, I saw last <laughs> the, the Return of the Jedi. I saw everything. The Man with Two Brains. Anything that was released during that those eras, saw them for free. My friend would just open the back exit door, and we'd go watch fucking movies. But um, yeah, terrible movie. But you know, and also another thing I got to say is that. You know, um, my buddy owned the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, so I borrowed it, took it home, heard it. I was horrified. I hated it so much. I have two copies of it now. I love that fucking nice. album now. I mean, it's such a great album. You know, it's not all BGS. You know, you got fucking um, it's not. big brick houses on it. I mean, it's got a lot of good shit on that fucking album. And
0: it is very indicative of that scene and that time. Oh, no, it's, and, and
1: also... I mean, dude, it's gotten, it's very nostalgic for me. I mean, listening to disco now, you know, I hear, because, you know, I, I heard the other day, because I, when, I, when I drive around in my C-truck, it's the only time I get to listen to radio. And we have a really cool station now. It's a new station called The Beach. We're very reminiscent of the 70s, because 70s radio, you'd hear Black Sabbath, and Elton John, then Barry Manilow, then the Bee Gees, then, you know, Led Zeppelin, all all in a block of music. Well, we've got a station nice. like that now down here. And uh, you hear rock. And they played this song the other day. I haven't heard since I was a little kid called You Can Ring My Bell. You remember that one? Oh, You yeah. can ring my oh, bell. Ooh. Ooh. Ring my bell. And I was shit. like, holy shit. I, I used to hate this. And I'm listening to it now. And I'm fucking loving it. You know? And then I... I hear, like, village people now, like, the antithesis of everything I fucking, you know, everything I hated back then was all encompassed by the village people. Fucking love them now. It's so fucking hokey and stupid. But goddamn macho man and fucking YMCA and shit like that. I'm like, hell yeah. This just takes me back to that innocent time where pussy did not corrupt me yet.
0: Wow. (laughs) I, I hear that. I, uh... I don't know if you do this, Ralph. Hell, I don't know if you do this, Mountain Man. Uh, I was raised on disco. Um, In my house, my dad listened to country for obvious reasons. He's from Greensboro, North Carolina. He did listen to rock and roll, everything from uh, Elvis, the Beatles, and the Stones, and CCR, up to Zeppelin. And he even had a couple of uh, Deep Purple and Sabbath albums. And then he liked disco. My mom, who's from uh, Portsmouth, Virginia, which is actually a pretty big city down there by Norfolk where the Atlantic fleet is stationed. Um, she was into things like Barry Manilow and the Bee Gees, you know, a lot of easy listening stuff, but a lot of disco. And then also, of course, country. So the predominant thing that both of them would play together would be the disco albums. Like, I hate Barbara Streisand. I hate her. But I tell you what, when I hear that disco stuff she did, I am blown away. That song, No More Tears, Enough is Enough, I still love that song to this fucking day. I can't help it.
1: Streisand is something that I never really, uh, I still don't listen to. And man, believe me, I do a lot of record hunting, and I don't think I've seen an artist more in used records than Barbara Streisand. And I, I, it's it's like I just don't know it. I know, um, you know, uh, we're big hits, you know, I mean, we're really big hits back then, Uh, like You Don't Bring Me Flowers, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. You know, I was like, ah, you know, I don't care about that, but even.
0: It's very Celine Dion. Yeah, Dion
1: very, yeah, yeah. Even nostalgia wise, it doesn't do much. <laughs> but um, but but, damn, do I love uh, you know the other stuff. You know, I mean, I and even like um, uh oh, what's that movie? Um, they even made a movie for the song. The song was so huge. Oh goddamn it! What's that movie where the chick sings to Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ. No, no, guitar. she she sings a song about, uh, you light up my life. You know right.
0: really that's a song about yeah him? that
1: she's singing to Jesus I didn't yeah. know that so that's another one that I absolutely fucking love
0: Who the hell did that um, now I could hear that song in De- my De- head Debbie, that's what my mom Boone. used
1: to play Debbie Boone
0: Debbie Boone. yes okay Wow that uh you said my mind was going to be blown and I have to admit <laughs> Oh no no I, De- Debbie... I haven't scratched
1: the surface these are just little like songs here and there that I'm you, you want to talk about artists I'm into I will blow your mind well, let's, let's do it. Mountain Man, do you have anything you want
0: to ask the great doctor before he starts blowing our minds even more? Well, I,
3: I, I'm going to save those questions till a little bit because it's more on his metal, metal aspects of his uh, favorite music, but I, I'll sit here and admit for sure now I've been over here taking notes that, uh I love the songs y'all have talked about so far and artists I have heard, but bits and pieces of quite a few of them I have never heard. So I'm gonna be very educated before this over. So yeah, uh, he's,
1: he's gonna be he's gonna be YouTube. Sure. hopefully hopefully I'll turn you guys. I mean at least one thing that I'll talk about you might get into. But I'm very eclectic. I mean we're gonna stay away from metal, but you know I mean before I'm not I'm not gonna name no bands, but I like black metal, death metal, you know fucking um. Uh, Prague. I, I like a lot of different types of metal uh, He likes everything but hair I don't like hair metal Though there are exceptions <laughs> Like I love the first Cinderella album Even though I don't really consider it hair metal But they were a hair metal looking band Sure, You know, they're more blues based rock I hear you're a big fan Look what the rag did Yeah, check out that review <laughs> Listen how fucking much I'm into it <laughs> By the way for,
0: for for our listeners because we get a different audience here. Um, Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Look that fucking review up. Uh, Poison. Look what the cat dragged in. I'm telling you that and Botley Crew top ten worst song. Yeah. Are the f- two funniest <laughs> episodes I have ever listened to. Absolutely brilliant material. So right? so wait a minute.
3: You mean to tell me you are not a fan of Poison or uh uh son
1: of a bitch. Who'd you just say? I, I, Motley, Motley Crue. Crew. Crew. Uh, I, I love "Shot at the Devil. And I love a song here and there. I like Use It or Loser. I like Wild Side. I like Dr. Feel Good, the song. Um, you know, I love Live Wire. You know, there's a few songs I like off the first album. Not not the whole thing. That album is, like, loved by everybody. I don't get it myself, but, but I
0: Oh, I finally bought it for six bucks. Finally have it on vinyl. Stoked yeah,
1: I bought it when it was brand new because of the video live wire. I saw it on MTV. I was like, holy shit, these guys are gods. They're like Kiss. So, but then I bought the album. I was like, come on and dance. I was like, what? What is this? <laughs> 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 come on, piece of your action, starry oh, yeah. eyes, take piece, me to the piece top. Piece of your action, starry eyes. Uh, no, not starry eyes. Piece of your action, take me to the top, on with the show. And live wire. That's
0: it. That is it. Ooh, on with a show. I forgot that was on yeah. there. You know, I always like take me to the top because I heard the lyric wrong. And I know we're getting off topic wanna, here. But I heard yeah. the I heard the lyric wrong. Take me to the top to the top and throw me off. That's not what I heard. I heard take me to the top to the top and blow me. <laughs> so, so I was all over that too. That's right. <laughs> I completely understood. Yeah, babe, take me to the top and blow me. <laughs> Didn't realize it was not that <laughs> until years later. Ouch. <laughs> no, some, something that I like that's not hard rock or heavy metal is uh we were speaking earlier about, you know, the late 70s BGS Gees because um, I, I was raised on that. Uh, years later, I went back and discovered this other Era of the
1: amazing, thing. amazing early beegees is
0: brilliant. Amazing. I love right. early BGs. What beautiful songwriting! What beautifully structured music. I mean, that song. Come on, I started a joke. Is that not the most haunting yeah, thing yeah. you have ever heard?
1: Beautiful, beautiful song. Now, they had a lot of good to love someone, Massachusetts. Um oh, you know. New York mining disaster nineteen forty one. No how can you mend a broken heart?
3: I can think of younger days when living for
2: my life was everything a man could want to do. I could never see tomorrow No one said a word about the sorrows How can you a broken heart? How can you stop the rain from falling down? Sun from shining, one makes the world go round. How can you mend this broken man? Here? How can a loser ever win? Please help me mend my broken heart and let me make I can still feel the breeze That rustles through the trees And misty memories Days gone by I could never see tomorrow can you stop the rain from falling down? How can you stop the sun from shining? What makes the world go round? And how can you mend this broken man? How can a loser ever win? Please help Mend my broken heart and let me live. da uh, They had a lot of great ones.
1: Holiday, Holiday. Um, it's just a lot of good shit. First of May. This is all coming to my head now. Saved by the bell. Uh don't forget to remember lonely days, a lot of good stuff, oh. a lot of great stuff. Where would I be without my woman? Yes. Okay. God, that is great stuff. Love it.
0: I I am so happy to hear you not knock my dick in the dirt over the Bee Gees. The early stuff because everybody Stayed stuff. It's very right?
1: beatles. It's, it's kind of like an Australian Beatles.
0: Right, right. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I never really made that connection because it's such a different kind of music, even though. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Because my, when I listen to the Beatles, nine times out of 10, I go to the pre drug music. I like the help. I want to hold your hand. You know, that's the Beatles. I like their early 1960s stuff when they were first busting out. Right. I don't understand some of the other weird shit they were fucking doing later on in their careers, although I do like some of it. So, yeah, that's a a great connection. I actually never made that connection between early Beatles and early uh, Bee
1: Gees. Outstanding. Yeah, it's great stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah, I love, love, I own all that shit, you know. Again, something I discovered way in the future, you know. To me, the Bee Gees was fucking, you know, like, ew, fuck the Bee Gees, because... You know, you got to remember, as a child in the 70s, the Bee Gees were the enemy if you liked metal. You know, it's like... Sure, you had to compete with Jive yeah. talking
0: and staying alive, a night fever. That was just not the
1: clue. No, yeah, you had your Andy Gibb, which I even like now, you know, listen to Nostalgic Reasons, but there was a lot of... Disco just dominated the, like, around 78 to 80, pretty much. It was, uh not, but disco, everywhere huge fan of richard Wagner. uh to me that is like classical. to me that's fucking metal from the 1800s i mean that is metal oh, no. you know like scary. like um the popular one is like i think his heaviest tune called uh right of the uh, valky- Valkyries." valky years oh fly, fly to the
0: flight of the valkyries
1: yeah, um which uh is uh, you know i discovered off of uh Apocalypse Now, that's what... Apocalypse Now. I knew where you were going with that that one, brother. That's what made me look into this guy. man, he's got a lot of good stuff. I mean, it's hard to pronounce very long pieces, but that made me go back and listen to Bach, who I thought was a fucking, you know, uh, Mozart. I think those guys were fucking geniuses. And uh, Beethoven, Beethoven, you know, all that stuff um, I love to listen to. But to me, Richard Wagner was the Black Sabbath of classical music. The the best out of all of them, I thought. And I think he's kind of underrated because all you hear about is Beethoven and Bach, who are great and geniuses, you know. Especially Amadeus, because you know that motherfucker was like pretty much deaf, you know, and and he wrote all this genius shit. And um, yeah. Wait, wait. I thought I thought Beethoven was the one that
0: was deaf, and uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart was the one that just started writing very young.
1: Okay, maybe that maybe you're right on that because I'm not too. I'm not too, uh, well-versed on, you know, their personal lives, but, uh, sure. you know, cause, uh, but, you know, I would like to learn more about them as people, but, uh, I love to listen to classical music. Um, uh, I do have to be in the mood for it. I, I'll be honest with yes. you. Uh, there, there's times that, you know, the same thing with death metal and black metal, I got to be in the mood for it to listen to it. But, um, yeah, it's just it's just genius shit, and I'm really a big fan of you know those three composers. And there are the you know I mean, I'm sure there are other ones that I don't know about that I would like to find out. Anybody that's got that bombastic metal attitude to their music um, is definitely something worth well, looking into.
0: Well, let me let me turn you on to a composer then. Uh, his name is Grieg. Uh, I believe is G-R-E-I-G, German composer. And you're familiar with his work, whether you know it or not. Um, this little band that you guys introduced me to on your podcast, uh, Sabotage, yeah. did this little album called Hall of the Mountain. Right. Dragon. And um, the music interlude. Yeah, into that
1: yeah I know that's a, that's, I, know, I, I am aware, yeah. I'm well aware that is a classical piece.
0: Yeah, that is Grieg. That's a Hall of the Mountain King. That that part itself is Hall of the Mountain King. He 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 does so many brilliant pieces. Um, I I would say he was, if 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 Wagner was Sabbath, I would say Grieg is
1: priest. Right. Okay. Well, I'll look into it.
0: yes no maybe uh
3: i've never had a problem with classical i've definitely uh, uh dabbled in a little bit of beethoven uh stuff like that uh instrumental to a point yeah i'm, I'm kind of like ralph I, I like music to be kind of like of the genre what genre you're playing of? i'm not much for like saxophone instruments like that to a point but uh Actually, naming any classical bands off the top of my head, I'm too damn redneck. I had other shit to do than to remember all the names that I were listening to. But uh, yeah, I've I've always enjoyed uh, classic classical music for sure.
0: Nice, nice. And yeah, like like Ralph was saying, it definitely requires a mood. Yes. Uh, death metal, I'm rarely in the mood for. Black metal is a little different for me. Um, but what what mountain man for you is something that would just fuck us up it's like really you're into that that's that's wild because i know you're a huge slipknot fan and we know that with your age because uh ralph he's fucking 12 years younger than i am okay so he's he's coming from a completely different era than both of us uh even though you're from a different era than i am so i'm curious to know from the mountain man what's that What's that music that's not metal, that's not heavy rock, that really gets you going? You just dig the shit out of it.
3: Uh, good Lord. That's that's kind of a hard question because that's all I've ever practically really, really honestly and truly I've ever listened to. But if we're going to basically go for something like that, that kind of gets me, uh, that, I, that I think is pretty decent music. Classic Country. Waylon Jennings, uh, freaking uh, Hank Williams singer. Uh, da, 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 nice. The one, one singer that doesn't get a lot of credit now that it per, personally, in my opinion, should have uh, David Allen Cole.
2: I was thumbing from Montgomery. I had my guitar on my back. When a stranger stopped beside me in an antique Cadillac. Now he was dressed like 1950, half drunk and hollow eyed. He said, It's a long walk to Nashville. Would you like to ride? He turned on the radio And them sad old songs coming out of them speakers Was solid country gold Then I noticed the stranger was Ghost White pear When he asked me for a light And I knew there was something strange about this ride He said, Drifter, can canyon make folks cry? It's a long, hard ride. Then he cried just south of Nashville, and he turned that car around. He said, this is where you get off, boy, because I'm going back to Alabama. As I stepped out of that Cadillac, I said, Mr. Many Thanks. He said, you don't have to call me mister, mister. The whole world called me Hank. He said, Drifter, can you make folks cry when you play and sing? Have you paid your dues? Can you mourn the blues? Can you bend down guitar strings? He said, boy, can you make folks feel what you feel inside? But if you're big star bound, let me warn you, it's a long hard ride. He said, Drifter, can you make folks If you big star bound, let me warn you, it's a long, hard ride. If
0: you big star bound, let me warn you, it's a long, hard ride. Uh, oh, I love Alan Coe. I've got several of his records sitting right here to my uh, left. I mean,
3: uh, uh, why don't you call me by my name? I mean, uh, there's one album we've got back here that I've listened to that I can practically quote every damn the song and, or on the album, and uh, I mean, yeah, I'm the mountain man. A lot of people think, Oh, yeah, automatically country. I, I've never been a real big fan of country, especially country Day, because it's freaking pop. I mean, it just no thank you,
0: but well, that's funny. You say pop because I agree with you in the country realm and, and Ralph I'm I'm assuming you don't like country at no, all Is uh, there
1: I, with... I I love Hank Williams Jr. Um, I mean Hank Williams Sr. Um, a... really see Yeah, I, I I like the older and yeah you know, I and I love the the live from uh, Folsom uh, Prison from Johnny Cash. I think that's, that's a sure. great fucking album. Um that's I like story. and and I'm not saying this cuz he just died, but I liked a lot of Glenn Campbell when I was a little kid. Um uh and um trying to think I saw I, I, I saw uh, Garth Brooks live cuz a buddy of mine took me to see him and oh shut it up it was it was hard to see him cuz there was too many people with 10 gallon hats on but uh <laughs> but man I was, but, but come on how good was it it was it was like watching kids. But, <laughs> but the country music this he had bombs and and it was I was extremely impressed and I got turned on a few Garth Brooks songs like Friends in Low Places, I like that song. Um, sure, what's the song about uh, when the lightning strikes or something like that? Thunder, thunder, rolls, rolls. thunder rolls, Thunder Rolls, I yep. like, and uh, I think there's a song called River. Um, the river, yeah. yep, a dream is like a river, ever yeah. and as a flow. Yep. I, I, Great, so song I like ended that. up going out and buy the, the greatest hits where it shows his face like an American flag on it or something like that. That I yes. play on occasion. Again, I gotta yes. get in the mood for it. But yeah, there's like I sure. said, when I was raised, I was raised with hee-haw and all that stuff. Roy Clark is a fucking shredder. You want to... dude? Did you see what I posted on
0: Facebook the other day? Roy Clark was uh, he had a guest spot. You might have even seen the episode with with your age. He was a uh, 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 he did a guest spot on The Odd Couple.
1: Oh yeah, 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 you... yeah. I've seen that. I seen. I I remember that episode well. Yeah, yeah he, he did that killer. Yeah, yeah. He was even doing the slap acoustic guitar. It was fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, no, that guy has always always impressed me. And you know, Glenn Campbell is a great guitar player too.
0: Yes, yes, he was. Really, he was. really, yes, really he good. was.
1: You know, so you know, yeah, that's I funny. think some country. That's funny. Yeah.
0: I, you know what, <laughs> I I would have never in a million years, and I and I don't know why, because I know some of the stuff you like. I've never heard you mention liking country at all that I can remember.
1: Well, I mean, and I'm a huge, huge fan of Southern rock, which is pretty much electrified country. I mean, Lena Skinner is definitely in my top ten, you know? I can't stand Sweet right. Home Alabama. I got, I'll be honest. That's the one I, song. It suffers from over. Yeah. Even when I was a little kid, I never liked it. But goddamn, like, songs like, there's so many songs that, so, that people don't know that I consider the greatest Skinner songs, like Coming Home, On the Hunt, uh, I know a little uh, oh, poison yes. whiskey uh, the, the demo for a song called junkie that's not another album is like one of my favorite Skinner songs but I absolutely adore Freebird. I freebird I never have get never. sick of Freebird. I fucking love Freebird. I love that guy but here's that my question. Here's my question.
0: First of all, I want you to send me if you could after we're done with this send me Junkie because yeah. uh, I'll put that on here oh, it'll,
1: it'll, it. it'll blow your mind it's heavy. It's heavy. It's really yeah, heavy. Yeah, But here's
0: my question: Freebird, studio, or the the version, uh, the version off of uh. One more, one gold more for
1: the platinum? road. Oh, golden platinum? No, gold. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's not That's golden Good. platinum. It's it's called oh, and I don't even own the album, but they and the only reason I yeah. discovered there was actually an ending to the studio version of Freebird was at a bar uh you know i played it on the jukebox and i was like wait a second this song's ending because if you know if if it, it fades out on pronounce but right. um it's on another greatest hits album but i don't own it because uh it does come in the box at the full version and the box set also brings a demo which is really cool of freebird which is just like it doesn't have the the rocking ending it's just all acoustic with ronnie singing i visited Ron, I, one of my goals when i went on tour was to visit ronnie van Zandt's gravesite which i got to do leon wilkinson yes yeah,
0: saw those pictures.
1: leon wilkinson's right across from him in the same graveyard as alan collins couldn't find it i saw rossington collins band uh in the baseball stadium and they played freebird where a spotlight was just on the microphone where you know nobody sang it you know this was you know what 3 4 years after the plane crash right and then i did oh, wow. then i saw the original reunion in 86 where they came, you know, Alan Collins was there, but he was in a wheelchair. They just brought him out. And, uh, that one was the Artemis Pyle, Rossington, Leon Wilkinson, Billy Powell, you know, it was pretty much the street survivors tour minus, you know, the people that died. And, uh, I am a huge, huge fanatical fan of, uh, I own every single Leonard Skinner album. I got the, I got all the DVDs. I got all, you know, the box set. It's like, one of my favorite bands of all time. And I thank the Rednecks I grew up with because those are the guys that, you know, got me into all that shit. Molly Hatchet, another one. You know, but Lennon Skinner to me is the best. I love All well, yeah, Brothers. Absolutely. I love Molly Hatchet. I love Blackfoot is the heaviest of them all. Blackfoot are amazing. Oh, yeah, the album Marauder, forget it. That's like one of the greatest albums ever made. And uh, Mar-
0: Marauder, Rips, Strikes is awesome. Yeah.
1: Uh, Tom Catton, Sogo. Yeah, no, it's all good oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, also, um, the Outlaws, uh, the Outlaws. Never oh, Outlaws. Go check out Ghost Riders in the Sky. Great yep. book. for sure. Uh, yeah, gr- uh, green, green and high tide. Ooh, one of the greatest songs. One of the greatest country hard rock songs you'll ever hear in your life.
0: That's hilarious. The only Ghost Riders in the Sky I know is Johnny. The same one. And then the Blues it's Brothers the same, from Blues Brothers Two Thousand. The same song.
1: But
0: they it sound <laughs> rocket really good. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check yeah, it's that. That's fucking awesome. Wow, I am a, I I am I'm really impressed with some of these things, and I, I don't mean impressed because I like it. I guess it's because you almost typecast yourself. Like I like I said at the beginning of this, we understand. Yeah, you, I like Abba. and you hear things like that. But you're throwing stuff out there that I've never personally heard and, I, and I'm a listener of, of your show so I, I am loving this um, for example uh, with country music I was raised on country so I love country music uh, as long as it's old I don't like that new pop shit that's yeah. not like uh, the mountain man was talking about not a fan George Jones I'm a huge fan of George Jones. George Jones was scheduled to play right up here at Watertown, New York, 30 miles south of the Canadian border and died a week before oh, his performance. That sucks. Never got to see him. Never got to see him. And that, that hurts. That pains my heart, especially when you think about that beautiful song he sang, Who's Gonna Fill the Shoes? You know, because he's basically talking about all these greats that are dying, Who's going to be able to step up and take it to the next level? And I think the question's been answered. Fucking none of them, because country music today is just garbage. I love the old country. I like outlaw country of the 70s. I was surprised to hear you say senior, because to me, Hank Sr. is too twangy, even though I love Johnny
1: Cash. There's a darkness to him, though, that I really like. He's got a darkness to him. Who? Oh, yeah, senior, senior. senior yeah, there's, you know... There's some really darkness shit to him, you know. It's to me that's like early, uh, like Robert Johnson shit, you know. But oh wow, you know, it's a country. You know, I know Robert Johnson was bluesy, and there's a couple Robert Johnson I tried to get into, I, I, I didn't succeed. I, I appreciate it, but it was because uh, I know that's the guy that invented everything, and you know the whole.
0: Yeah, he's basically the foundation of every blues. Yeah, yeah,
1: and rock heard. and roll. You know, because the rock and roll sure. is rhythm and blues, but um. Right. Yes. Uh, you know, and he sold the soul of the devil, so I was very intrigued by the guy, but uh, didn't really, you know, register with me. And I tried, you know, but you know, I've heard a lot of covers that were really good by what he did. Same thing with look. I'm not a fan of Bob Dylan, but goddamn, I think he's a fucking genius because I've heard covers of his song. He has a song, dude. He has a song that's so genius. He never even fucking released it. It's called. Really? Oh my god, what's it called? Uh, well, let me just recite you a lyric from it It's so genius It's a love song It's his love song it, The lyrics go I go hungry, I go black and blue I go crawling down the avenue There's nothing that I would rather do than make you feel my love And Billy Joel um, covered it And that's how I discovered it And I was like, oh my god I was going to
0: say, I've heard those lyrics And I don't even know that it was Billy Joel that I No,
1: no, that. Uh, believe me there was. There's many artists that cover that song and, Did the Bee Gees cover nah, that? Nah, not that I'm aware of. But um, it's a genius song, and you know, and then you, know, you have your All Around the Watchtower, uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door. All these songs I've heard other artists do, you know, that are just and do them way better. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I, I can't get past his vocals. But the guy's a genius. The guy Thank is you. a genius. Brilliant, brilliant songwriter. Yeah.
0: Brilliant songwriter, uh, uh, lyricist, horrible yeah. fucking folk. Yeah, it's
1: right. just, the, the vocals yeah. just get, you know, it's just, I can't yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, He's like yeah. Bruce Springsteen, you know it's like, I and I like some of Springsteen's stuff, but he's, he gets all this great credit. Yeah.
1: He's just a good performer. Right. <laughs> he's he's not a good singer. And I just recently, I'm talking about in the past three months have heavily gotten into Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Never yeah. liked him. And I even saw Bruce Springsteen live in uh Born in the USA tour and I was bored to tears.
0: And really cuz I'm really jealous of that cuz I love I do love that album. In fact there's only two Springsteen albums I own and that's one of them.
1: Well, he's got uh I, one that I've been listening to a lot that I, well, I've always loved Nebraska but Nebraska I don't really consider it cuz it's not a Bruce Springsteen it's a Bruce Springsteen album but it's not the E Street Band. It's just him and right. it's very Bob Dylan-esque. It's, you know, an acoustic and a fucking harmonica, but it's a brilliant album. That one I've always loved, even when I was a kid. I'll have to check it Nebraska, out. Nebraska it. is his masterpiece, I feel. But Darkness wow. on the Edge of Town I've been listening to a lot lately, and I really, really like that shit. And there's a lot of good stuff on the river, too, that's really good. Um, And I've been listening to all that shit a lot lately. I, I had Mr. X send me his discography, so I'm going through it. You know, I'm just going through it.
0: Nice. nice. Check out the E street shuffle. Great album.
1: Okay. We'll do. Uh, that's, that's later on then, I guess. Right.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's before board of the USA. Okay. I haven't
1: gotten, I haven't gotten, uh, the river is where I'm at now and the river, I think, uh, it may be after that, but, uh, yeah. And you know, uh, 10th Avenue Freeze out. These are songs that I've heard all my life and I was like, eh, and then I'm hearing them now going, damn, you know what? This is a cool fucking song. So, uh,
0: Well, yeah, and isn't it funny, uh, as we're having this conversation, isn't it funny how as you grow older and you're introduced to more music and your mind starts opening a little bit, okay, because, you know, for me, my mind was set. This is what I like. But as you get older, oh, okay, I like this. Ooh, that's different, but I like that. And then it makes you go backwards. You're like, dude, all this shit I used to listen to, let me go back and check that out. Is it really as bad as I thought? And that's basically what you're saying right here. You're going back and you're rediscovering stuff that you thought was yeah. shit, and you're 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 kind of getting the brilliance of it. And that's the amazing thing about music. Um, no matter how many times you listen to an album, and I'm a big fan, and I know you are too, uh, uh Ralph. I don't know that uh, the Mountain Man is because he didn't grow up in that era. An album was always two sides. You couldn't skip yeah. it. You put the fucking needle on. You had to listen to that entire side. Or you could risk skipping the goddamn record, scratching it, Listen to the whole side. It was a way for an artist to give you his entire body of work.
1: <coughs> Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've always been an album guy. You know, there's, you know, it's just something I've always done. Is uh, Once uh, I discovered, like, ELO and started buying full-length albums, yeah, I've, I've always been a fan of uh, whole albums. Even, you know, I I even bitch about certain albums. I, this song sucks, but, you know, I'll listen to it because I don't like lifting the me- needle. I don't like lifting. I right. just don't like doing that. I put on an don't, album. Scratch it scratch Exactly. Shirt, play just it. play it all. Even though <laughs> no, I don't even scratch it. It has a little button that will lift it up without scratching it. But I don't even do it. I don't even bother. I'm like, fuck it. I'll sit through this crap because I have to listen right. to an album start to finish. Like just today. Because yes. today I listened to Lick It Up. I hate that song, Lick It Up, but I love the album. Ugh. So I, I heard that stupid song again today.
0: What do you think of, say, City
1: Lauper? Uh, never liked her. Um, not not at all. I think she's got a good voice. But uh, the, one of the most annoying noises I ever heard in my life was that little section in Girls Want to Have Fun, the, the solo section. <laughs> that fucking weird noise. Uh, not, well, not a fan. Yeah, and that's not just... a fan. That's the synth
0: pop thing of the eighties. She's got a
1: uh, she's so got so a good guess, voice though. So I'll give her that, but the, uh, musically, not my thing.
0: Nice, nice. Gotcha. And, and I I know you already hate Prince,
1: I like I like Horrible. Raspberry Beret. I like that song. Ha <laughs>
0: ha! Very very useless. <laughs> it's it's a great tune, and I I got a guy at work that fucks with me about that song, <laughs> and I'm like. Come on, dude.
1: That's a great, yeah, it's tune. a great song. Actually, it's a really good song. <laughs> I um, have
3: you know, no I mean, fucking clue what you're talking about now.
1: You never know heard yeah. Fatsberry <laughs> Beret? It's, it's a hit.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of his Kids are getting into a realm of music now. I'm sitting here scratching my head going, "What the?
1: fuck?" Well, I'm not a fan of 80s pop. I, to me, the 80s died. 80s pop died around around 83. There was some good shit. The romantics were good. Um you know, a handful of like poppy shit that I, I, I could stomach, uh. But man, once uh, you know, Culture Club, that's where that's where I fucking checked out. You know.
0: Dude, Culture Club was on the A team for Christ's sake. So. Oh, I just thought that they were cultural, Ike pop culture I Yeah,
1: I can I can care less. <laughs> <laughs> by that time, by that time, I checked out. You know, like popular music, it was all. You know, just, I just looked into the was more into Accept and Raven than you know whatever was on the charts at the time. You know. And
0: okay. H- have you have you have you gone back and tried? Yes,
1: because I told you I listened to the station called the Beach that plays all those songs. I mean, some of it's okay. Like Come On Eileen is a little nostalgic to me. Um, uh, you could dance if yeah, you want to. Good... You could dance. You know, it's it's.
0: Oh, yes, man without it, hats. That's it, it's awesome. It's
1: goofy, but no. it's
0: okay. You know, I, mean. <laughs> I remember that video. I love yeah, it. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else can you hit me with? Because I'm not getting the feeling you're a blues fan. No. Although you like some blues. I, 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 I rock like and some roll.
1: metal or, or hard rock artists that, that throw some blues songs, like uh, Gary Moore. Before he went full blown blues, he had a lot of good bluesy tunes on, the, on his song. Led Zeppelin had amazing blues songs. Uh, oh, totally blues based
0: on our first two Since records. I've
1: Been Loving You, is one of the greatest songs ever, and it's very bluesy. Oh, uh, to- total blues. Yeah, I, I, I like, you know, like, um, but you know, here's the thing about blues. I do enjoy blues. There's a lot of music I enjoy live. Like, I can't stand jazz, but I love watching jazz live. Like, Pat Metheny, I, I, you know, I go see these fuckers, Kyle McLaughlin, um, uh, all, all these... Uh, uh, Alan Holsworth was mind-blowing. Probably one of the greatest guitarists ever. I love musicianship. I love seeing that shit live. As far as sitting home and listening to it, I, I can't. It just, it just does nothing for me. But there's a, there is an excitement seeing really good musicians play live. And uh, that's some of it. Same thing with a lot of prog. I'm not really into listening at home, but I love going to watch it live. So... Um,
0: Yeah, I would have to because I have tried with Rush. I remember um, I I was in a a, a flea market and I had the opportunity to buy, uh, I don't know if it's For All Kings or something. Fairwater Kings, amazing album. I have a hard time with the prog rock feel. I don't know what it is about it. Because, you know, I've heard you guys bitch about,
1: you know, the Iron Maiden 18 minute song. I'm like, fucking 2112, a whole side is one song. Love it. Yeah, but you see, look, look. (laughs) I'm not bitching that Iron Maiden writes long songs. I'm bitching that they write long, boring songs. You know, gotcha. You know, I, I like, I, I, I can name <laughs> you a million long songs I absolutely love. Look, Led Zeppelin. How many long songs Achilles Last Stand? Hello. I mean, sure, there's a lot of sure. great long songs, but they just write long, boring, plotting songs that just go nowhere. You know, that that's, I'm not complaining because they're long. I'm complaining because they're boring, you know?
0: Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. So, Prog Rock, I, I have nothing to add as far as Prog Rock goes. I've tried Dream Theater. I know they're progressive metal. There's a couple of know, I've tried... that are okay. uh I,
1: Yeah, I are like okay. Theater one. is like, man, uh, I'd like to get more into them, but I'll tell you, Imaging Words, Awake, and Metropolis, I love the fuck out of those three albums. But I've heard a lot of good things about Systematic Chaos and some other ones, uh, Train of Thought, that I'd like to get into. Like, you know, I haven't really had time to you know, look, at, Dream Theater is one of those exceptions that, because Dream Theater like Rush, they're proggy, but they're fucking very metal too at the same time. And that's what's very appealing right. to me, you know, about both those bands. Yeah, Rush lost me in the 80s when they went all fucking uh, keyboard and shit, but to, their last few releases were body. good. You know, but before
0: Wait, wait, Mountain Man, are are you a Rush fan? Uh, as
3: long as it ain't the keyboard stuff, yeah. That, for all them, what 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 was it? For three or four albums, they went keyboarding, and it just wasn't worth shit. After they finally got off that, I mean, and started playing the bass and the guitar a lot more than the keyboards, yeah, I I liked Rush growing up for sure.
0: That's that's wild. I I I was actually impressed that Getty Lee could play both bass and keyboard to save time. I just wish he would stop singing. That's been my biggest problem with Rush. So is that something I should try to get past and go and get past? Getty no, Lee's no. If, if you
1: a great. Yeah, like that's it. the thing. That forget it. Rush ain't for you. I mean, yeah. a lot of people uh, can't get past those vocals. I I just happen to like them, you know. Uh, but yeah, you have to like his vocals in order to really appreciate Rush, because yeah. you got to like every I aspect.
0: Appreciate of it. the musicianship.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, if you can't get you know, past those vocals, believe me, my favorite Rush is when he sang really high. You know?
3: Yeah.
1: Like, like <laughs> God, Fly Man. By Night. You know, that's a good example. You know. But that's now. Now here's the funny
0: part. I love that song.
1: Well, then you know what I would highly recommend you get from Rush is their first album, because the first album doesn't really sound like it's not prog at all. It's total Led Zeppelin worship. You know, really,
0: what's the name of that album? Rush.
1: uh, You may know one song off it, "Working Man." Burn it.
0: Call me the working man. Yeah, that that song
1: song. is not prog at all. And that
0: whole no, not at all. That's that whole
1: album's that way. It's very. And that's a different drummer. It's not Neil Peart. So, um, really, but Neil Peart's amazing. No, Neil Peart's one of my favorite drummers of all time. But Sean Rusty's not a fucking, uh, you know. Laugh. I mean, that guy was no slouch. He was amazing too, you know. But, um, you know, but you know, when Neil Peart came in, they became they became Rush. I mean, that album was kind of like, it's not Rush to me. I mean, it's, it's it is Rush, but it doesn't it doesn't have the proggy elements at all. It's all fucking very heavy and a good, really great mellow song on there. Um, there's just, it's just a great fucking album. I love that album. The, the, The first rush album, I totally recommend you look into. You might, you might dig it.
0: You know what? I definitely will. And I'll tell you why I will, because I had never heard early REO Speedway.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And, um, I, and I can't remember what the name of that first album is. I just know it's got the the, the Yeah, it's just, that called, it's just on
1: called R.E.O. R.E.S. Ario, Okay.
0: Yeah, I found it in a, like a thrift store for like two, three bucks. Came home, and at the time I had a shitty turntable. I bought it off of Amazon for like 40 bucks. Now I have a $400 turntable, so guess how good music sounds now. But I put it on, and I was like, this is not heard it from a friend yeah no no yeah yeah, yeah.
1: no even a a lot of god this was a lot of the 70s reo is nothing like high infidelity right yeah and i'm not gonna lie i like that stuff
0: i do but it's like uh, i don't need to get any more because well i know what they are this is what they are they're the they're the the corporate rock band is what i thought But you go back there, that stuff is so fucking bluesy and rock and roll. It was absolutely amazing.
1: The first REO is a great example of what I was just talking about, Rush. The first REO, I mean, once Kevin Cronin came in, uh, he brought Melody and, uh, you know, Songwriting Ship, which I love. REO, Two is like one of my favorite albums. Nine Lives, you uh, you can tune a piano, the REO album, and uh, the Live album. I mean, those... They, when Ke- Kevin Cronin left they got a singer that Ronnie in the storm out I can't stand that guy's voice yeah but speaking from his nose. yeah yeah that guy it was like yeah. you know, they, they released three albums uh uh right in the storm out was recorded with Kevin Cronin but then they fired him and they brought this guy in and he and he sang over the tracks so I never heard the Kevin Cronin version which is very sought after uh then he did an album called yeah, lost awesome. lost in a dream and uh so I can't remember the other one. I had this chick on the cover. Uh, those three albums, I all I own them all, and they're just fucking terrible. But then when our, then he came back, Kevin Cronin came back for the R.E.O. album, which had Keep Pushing and great fucking album. And, you know, uh, You Can Tune a Piano and Nine Lives are just great. I love High Infidelity. I really do. I know it's when they became commercial, but then after that, man, uh, Good Trouble had a couple good truths and then after that, they just went to total shit you know but um i'm a big fan of ario but yeah again that was another band no. that i was very much into as a kid
0: no 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 what do you think do you think they fell into the you know that 80s corporate mainstream this is how we're going to make our money i mean yeah I mean, what do you think happened with the well yeah of course.
1: It? the thing is that ario's uh, high infidelity was a fucking phenomenon you know, I mean, it wasn't just a hit. It was a phenomenon. There was, You couldn't go anywhere in 1980, 81 without hearing, you know, Keep On Loving You, Take It On The Run, and uh, uh, what's the first song? Don't Let Them Go. I mean, you hear, you heard it everywhere. But, man, there's songs on that album that, <coughs> excuse me, reminiscent of series art, like um, uh, Follow Your Heart is a total fucking hard rock masterpiece. Uh, one of the greatest songs that I would love to be played at my funeral there's a the very last song called uh Wish You Were Here. Uh and um uh Out of Season is a great great pop song. Um but you know I do like take it on the run. I like um uh Don't Let them Go, but not as much as like the deeper tracks on that album which is more the Ario I love, you know. But the thing is Ario was struggling. I mean, you want to talk about a fucking band that busted their ass? Ario Speedwagon 1971. To 1981, they didn't have no hits, and they were like, "All right, we're gonna. If you guys don't have a hit, we're gonna fucking, we're gonna, we're gonna drop you." And you know, and and, and then you know, they they kept giving them another chance, which again, <clears throat> which is wrong with the music. There's so many things wrong with the music business today. But they, you know, dance back, bands dance today. If you don't make it on the first album, you're gone. You know, but there would never be like uh an R.E.O. or uh, you know, a high fidelity. Or sticks, Grand Illusion, or, or you know, you name it.
0: Oh, Grand
1: Illusion's
0: an amazing K- one. I Kansas,
1: Leftover, really all it. those bands would have been fucking, you would have never heard those albums if they were released today, releasing their first albums because they went nowhere, you know?
0: Yeah, and, and, and the problem is, with, with downloading and all that, and no real record label push, everything's done on the road. So if you're not hearing it, And they're not out on the road. They're not making money. They'll be gone.
1: Yeah, it's a a sad state of affairs. That's why the best thing to do is what I do. Just really sit yourself and don't look for fame and don't make a living off it. Go get a real fucking job and then just play music, you know. And I'll give you, speaking of my band, Thrasher Die and REO Speedwagon, a lot of people don't know this. Oh, oh, oh my
0: God. I have got to hear this correlation. You know know the song (laughs) Wake
1: Up, Smell the Thrash? Yep, love it's it. It's a total ripoff of "Sophisticated Lady," the first track on the first R.E.O. album. L- Shut l- up. Uh, really? I-, I changed it a bit. So I mean, my friend Leo was like, "Dude, I don't hear it at all." But believe me, listen to the verse of of uh, uh, "Sophisticated Lady," and listen to the verse of "Wake Up, Smell of Thrash," and I purposely did that because I said nobody, nobody in Thrash is gonna know this fucking song. And, and and even
0: I didn't catch that. It's <laughs> that fucking awesome. And and I gotta I, I gotta say, brother, because uh I, I, I think I could call you Fred. We met a couple times. We've spent several hours over the last couple years on the phone. You've even done things for my daughter, so I think I could call you Fred. Yeah. I gotta say that the fact that you've been offered deals. It said, fuck you. I'm not going to give up my integrity. I'm not going to sacrifice any of my lyrics. I, nothing is going to be owned by anybody else but yeah. me. I think that's a standout fucking thing that you have done. Because Thrash or Die is a fucking band that, that, that could be played all over the
1: world on a major <coughs> label. And you're played all over the fucking world without it. Right. Yeah. yeah, we played to 8,000 people just like not even a month ago. In Colombia, we, you
0: know, right. it's like, in yeah,
1: we've done a lot. We've done, we've, we've accomplished, uh, you know, in my opinion, I mean, I say I you know, sounds like I have an ego and all, but I think it's the truth. I don't think any unsigned unsan- band has done what Thrasher Die has done. I mean, we have, we're in a movie. We're in a major trauma movie where, where, um, uh, toward Europe, uh, the East coast of, uh, we played Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, Colombia, you know, and Australia we were offered, but, uh, we ended up, not doing it. That was all a bunch of bullshit, but still.
0: Yeah. Well, promoter sucks. I know you also had to cancel the uh California tour, but you know, if a promoter fucks things up and doesn't bring what they exactly, promise, fuck exactly.
1: Em. But I also live, I uh, also, you know, I understand this day and age. Is, uh, you can't, you can't make it. I know a lot of people think they can, and it's cool because some of them will defy the odds, but I'm not going to throw my fucking job away to like, you know, you know throw the dice on becoming a big rock star because the truth of the matter is i don't want to be a rock star all i want to do to tell you look as much and you see me perform live i love performing live don't get me wrong but that's not why i do this shit i do this shit just uh just to get just to write music that's my number one love i love writing music i love getting together with friends and write some and record it i get so fucking i get such a charge from it but i know part of the deal is performing live i have a lot of fun performing live but if i somebody said pick one or the other i'd be like nah i'll, I'll be like the beatles after sergeant pepper and just stay in the fucking recording studio wow. i don't wanna wow. i'd rather do that i mean but you know i'm i'm that's shocking i'm a, that i'm also me. a party guy you know i like to go out and party so i like playing live and having a good time on stage i i, I like doing that but you know, it's it, it's just comes with the territory. It's like you have to, but I don't have to because I don't have a record label telling me you need to tour, you need to do that. I have nobody telling me right. what the fuck to do. I did sign a deal though with Thrash Corner Records for the first album because that one they don't they don't own the rights to it. They need my permission to press the CD if they ever run out. It's a different type of deal. Now that stuff I'll gotcha. do. I'll do stuff like that. If I good could... like a, like a, like a,
0: like a distribution deal, but with your, exactly.
1: Product. I mean, I mean, uh, CD baby's pretty much my record label, you know, and they're just an online company that they sell my shit. They ask, they, they, they just charge a small fee uh, and they sell my shit. And then they send me an email saying, yo, we need more. So I send them more, you know, that's, nice. I don't, you know, I, I, I have a website and all that shit, but none of them do what CD CD baby puts my shit on best buy. Puts my, uh, on, on iTunes, on uh, Amazon, you name it. It takes, it spreads it everywhere. CD Baby is the place to go. If you're, if you have a band, you want to sell your product. I mean, send CD Baby, but you also have to pimp the shit out of it on YouTube, make videos and, you know, have a site. I mean, sure. Uh, but, you know, but the truth of the matter is, dude, is that you got to do this shit for the love, man. If you do this shit for money signs, you know, you're, you're going to pretty much, you're going to suck. You're going to second guess yourself. And that's what happens to bands like REO Speedwagon and, and six, Mr. Roboto. And, you know, I mean, you have to say, hey, hey, I, I love Mr. Yeah, Roboto. Yeah, but you like The Cure, you know. <laughs> exactly. Well, that
3: that was going to be one of my questions to you, Ralph, because I've I, I listened to you ever since, uh, I'd have to say, since I first started listening to Bushy. And very very high respect to you for saying do this for the love and stuff. I mean that's one of the reasons <coughs> I kind of fell in love with Thrash or Die because it was your baby, yours and your lead guitarist, you two working together. But just asking, and with this, I'll, I just want you to express a little bit more on the fact of loving music. Did you not yourself have to pay for everything for for, for Thrash and Die?
1: Yep. Everything Uh, in the history of Thrasher Dyer, which has been a revolving door and I'm on the only original member left. I've never had any help from anybody financially, uh, you know, with the exception of here and there, but not, not let, let me put it this way. I mean, and, uh, and I'll, I'll put it out there, man. I'll put it out there. I financed everything and I was owed a lot of money from certain band members. And when I, when I sold those CDs for the Poser Holocaust, I made all that money from that CD that I told them, you know what, just consider it, don't don't even pay me, because I made a lot of money, so well, well, I'll, I'll cover the cost of the CD of what I made, I, I broke even, and not only did I break even, I even made more money that covers all the money you all fucking owe me, so you guys don't owe me nothing. And in a way, it's kind of like, dude, that's like a very nice thing I did for them, for them to turn around saying I'm stealing from them because Huller, Poser Holocaust is still selling and they ain't seen a penny from it. Where the fact of the matter is, they owed me a lot of money and on top of that, I paid them all $1,000 each. I'm not, and I told them all, I'm not a you know, if I was a record company, you all wouldn't have made as much as you did. With this, and they're like, Well, you're not a.
0: Yeah, you take a 40, 50% of <laughs> right. it right off the top. Exactly. And,
1: yeah, and then I said, And you know, and then they said, Well, you're not a record company. I go, Exactly. That's why you got fucking money, you assholes. So, but now the newer lineup, the Melting Your Skull lineup, again, nobody paid me shit, but nobody's asking me for anything. And I don't make no money off Thrasher Diet. I don't. I, I have a lot of money in the PayPal from all the sales I made but if I have to need need to repress CDs, need to make t-shirts, need to uh rent a hotel when we go on tour, um you know all that shit it's taken care of where it doesn't come out of my pocket.
0: Right. So right. I just and that's the way I've always understood this bad is everything you make you basically put back into the bad, is that right? Well, that's
1: cuz I got a good job, you know, and I'm financially secure with my other with my real job that sure. instead of me, you know, cuz I look I did the math. It was over $14,000 I put into the band before Poser Holocaust. That's how much I put into it. 14, <laughs> holy cow. And that album came out in 2011. And I, and I made all the money back. I made 14000 back and still to this day, it's still selling. It's, still, it's out of print, but there's still a lot of CDs circulating out there uh, from CD Baby because they have a good stock of it. But once they're gone, they're yeah. gone
0: forever because... You're, you're welcome, fucker. Yeah, thank you, G Thank you. <laughs> I think we have three or four CD copies floating around here. Most of them signed. I, you know, because I'm a huge Thrasher and I fan. So I, I've also got the uh, <coughs> iTunes download of Poser. I've got the iTunes download of fucking uh, uh, Melting Your Skull. I got the CD. I got the vinyl. Great, great stuff. And, uh, and I'm just joking with you, of course. Um, and I don't want any thanks but I just want you to know, that's how much I love and appreciate what you're doing. Right. I bought your Combat CD. I can't wait for for fucking uh, uh, Old Leather. I can't wait for Ripjaw. And you said there was another
1: one? Give me the other one Psycho again. Psycho Wrath is actually, um, Psycho Wrath is pretty much done. But the problem with Psycho Wrath is uh, I'm having a lot of problems with, uh, I wrote some really, really great lyrics for it, but I'm having a lot of problems making it fit. Um, musically because the music is it's very heavy but it's it's very metal it's got you know it's got some thrash in it its it's got a little bit of hardcore in it but it's hard for me to because um, when I hear the songs I wrote songs like I wrote a song called Meat Grinder and I can't remember what else but I have all these lyrics that I need to somehow make it fit and I need somebody a certain member of the band to help me out that's never helping me out but uh, if, if that shit gets, you know, um, worked on, then that that shit will be out soon. Like old leather. Old leather uh, is already done. That one. I already did the lyrics. I already sang on it. Everything is recorded, but the, the guitars need to be redone because there's a problem with gotcha. the sound on the guitars. So uh, and at the moment, the guitar player was was very was unemployed for a long time. Finally got a job. He's had it for a little while now. So now he's saving up to get, you know, the shit done. So uh, hopefully it will be done um, before 2018 because it's already done. I don't have to do shit to it. And oh boy, am I proud of that one.
0: That's awesome. I can't wait to hear it. Mountain yes, Man, sir? I, I, I know you've been sitting back there and I apologize. Because no, no, no. I, don't I, be. I, I, mean, I know I'm, this guy. I'm,
3: I've had an absolute ball just listening to everything you said. Like I said, I'm sitting back here stealing off you got to think, dude, I live in a two-red-light itty-bitty town up in the mountains getting to talk to somebody that actually put me in the state of mind of loving thrash music. And we're having an opportunity to sit here and talk to So I don't care for being quiet.
0: (laughs) Nice. Well, that's cool because, yeah, as he said, he's a lot younger, so he didn't know about thrash music. And, hell, even my, well, she's almost 12 now, but nine at the time that she discovered thrash die. Bob man i I what do you have anything else you want to ask, Mr. Roth? The- uh,
3: a couple of little questions. Um, uh, basically what what made you if you don't mind me asking because with uh, your uh, first uh, song that basically I really got introduced to was uh, Fatal Fury, one of the yeah. best songs I've ever heard in, in Thrash Music period. Thank you. Uh, but uh what what made you want to stick with thrash music to actually make that your basic uh genre for that band if you don't mind me asking
1: well fatal fury was a song that i think really made Thrasher die what Thrasher die is because before we wrote that song i uh, you know thrash die was a joke it was just a joke me and my friend were uh, that started the band we said you know our whole goal was to make a split single which is like release something with another band on the you know it's two bands and one single that's what they call splits and right. there's a club down here called the culture room that was our goal let's release the split and play the culture room and we're done and all we wanted to do was write stupid songs about thrash that's where wake up smell thrash was the first song uh we were supposed to write a song called thrash for breakfast but that never came to fruition but uh, he had the riff. To, uh, he, the guitar player, had that riff for Fatal Fury since high school, and it was so killer. And I was like, oh man! I, at the and at that time, I had a a good friend, well, a dear friend of mine that I haven't seen for many years, uh, die of heroin. <clears throat> this is a guy that I hung, That's yeah, I hung out with him every day. I didn't see him for like 20 years, but you know, then I heard he died. And there's a lot of people uh, from my past that, I mean, these are people that I hung out with every fucking day that are all dead now. I mean, or, you know, I don't know where the fuck they are, but I know a lot and not all were drugs. Some were car accidents and so on. But, <clears throat> uh, I just got in that frame of mind. I was like, I'm going to write a song about addiction, but not just heroin. I wrote about everything. I wrote about gambling. If you listen to the song, place your fat, Till your fortune's gone. Uh, is in there. Uh, I wrote about every addiction on there except the addiction I have, which is sex. You know? I left that one out. <laughs> well, th-
0: if you go to have an addiction, that's the you one right, to have. I mean,
1: I, you know, I didn't write about sexual addiction, but there, you know, uh, there's cocaine addiction mentioned. There's heroin. There's cigarettes. There's uh, uh, you name it, alcohol. You know, I, I mentioned everything in that song. And when I wrote the lyrics to that song, I felt like, all right, this ain't jokey. So then we just started writing more songs that weren't joking. So I I I thank Fatal Fury for really spawning what Thrash and I became instead of a little joke band singing about, you know, Thrash. I mean, No Pose Allowed was also uh, supposed to be a jokey song as well. I mean, that was another song I had on mine. You know, we didn't write the music to that till after Fatal Fury, but uh, I wanted, you know, I wanted to make an album that was fun too. I didn't want it just to all be serious. Or I'll be jokey, you know. There's a song on there called Fist Fucking Metal, which is, you know, pretty much right. What, great, great, great. great yeah, it's a song about fist fucking a girl. <laughs> and believe it or not, I never fist fucked the girl when I wrote that song. I did afterwards, but and and it's funny enough when I did it afterwards, I was like, <laughs> wow, man, it very much does. Uh, it's very much like the song. It was kind of like a premonition when I wrote that tune. But um. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, and then you know, then I wrote a song about Twin Peaks on the album and uh what else? The Vision was about. That TerrorVision actually uh is my favorite song off the album, but I didn't write it. And I wrote all the lyrics to the whole album except for that one song. And it just happened to be my favorite one off it. But I mean I did rear I did arrange some of the melody lines and stuff like that. That was my contribution. But every single lyric and every single Thrasher Die song I wrote except for TerraVision, but yeah, Fatal Fury to answer your question, Fatal Fury is uh uh it was inspired by the death of somebody I haven't seen in over twenty years and just wanted to so- write a wow. song about addiction. And then in the middle of it I threw in a Roddy Piper line because I love Roddy Piper. And uh, you know, just yeah. when they thought they knew the answer, I changed the question, which I thought really did um because the thing is if you listen to the lyrics of Fatal Fury, it's it's the addiction talking to you. Right. You know, it's like I've been here long before you're born, and I will carry on after you are gone. I cast shadows, I eat minds, and death surrounds me, yet I survive. You know, it's it's a song that it's, and then the part where it says, just when you thought you knew the answers, I change your question. And that's like, you know, people that are, you know, oh, I, I, I can handle this, you know, uh, I, I, I'm I bad. You know, a lot of people die from, from drug addiction thinking they can handle it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Dixit says, yeah, you think you know the answers? Well, I changed the question. But that's actually a Roddy Piper line. And I felt like it was so appropriate to put in there. And uh, so there, there you go. And, I, and you I'm know, glad you uh, like the song, dude.
0: I, I've i got to say, uh, and, and I don't mean to cut you off, Ralph, or even interrupt you, Mountain <laughs> Man. Um, my daughter's a huge fan of that song. And um, I don't know if maybe subliminally she understood that reference because i am here to tell you i did not get that that's not what i grabbed from that song oh you didn't
1: know what the song was about
0: i i did not know okay. it was about addiction at all that's uh that's amazing um that particular tune i i more zoned into the uh, uh the the guitars and the chorus <laughs> right. As opposed to like a, a, a zombie assault, which I love because it's something that I hate. If you know what I mean, I'm not a zombie fan, but I love that song. I love everything about it, and I I just never made that connection. That's 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 really amazing to me. I think maybe my daughter made that connection and didn't know it. And that's awesome, because that means both you and she have taught me. Yeah, something. and that's and, that's. And, and zombie
1: assault was written before Walking Dead, before the whole zombie craze.
0: Right.
1: And and, and Right, but but you're also a friend of,
0: or or some not a friend, a fan of the old Georgia. Well, Aramero yeah, zombie. you know, uh,
1: the lyrics to Zombie Assault are pretty much the classic zombie movies, like Nightlight Night of Living Dead, where it says, you know, sure. board up the windows, put the dresser on the door. I mean, it's total night I live in dead type shit, you know?
0: I, and I love that too. And I was so happy to see that played live. Because it, it's funny. When I sat there and thought, okay, what songs off of Poser Holocaust do I want to hear? And what songs off of Melting Your Skull do I want to hear? When I saw you in New York back in March. And dude, you nailed it. You nailed it. It's like, it's funny. Because the Mountain Man talks about fangirling out. We hung out. We ate dinner together. Kiss my ass. We bullshitted. Kiss my ass. We took pictures. Kiss my ass. <laughs> we hung out while all these other great bands were playing. Great thrash bands out of New York oh, City. Oh, yeah. That, and, that was a know, lot the, of
1: good bands playing that night.
0: Oh. A lot of good stuff going on that night. And it was cool. It was it was me and Ralph hanging out. you know. Bullshit with Scott Stein, the great Scott yeah. Stein, MVP of the oh, uh, Nashville yeah. Rock-A-Pod great Expo. Dude. Great, great guy. Thank God he was driving because definitely I couldn't. <laughs> but.
1: We were just hanging out. It was cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. But when Ralph Fiera gets on the stage, and this is something that I'm saying more to the Mountain Man than Ralph, because Ralph fucking knows. Once Dr. Fuck takes over, it's a completely different world. And I find it funny you said you would rather write songs than be live, because live I lost my fucking mind. I totally fangirled out. This guy I was <laughs> hanging with all night was just a cool dude, chilled with me and shit, drinking a couple of beers. All of a sudden, I'm up front like, ah, let me throw my underwear at you. It was, it was, it was fucking, it was hilarious. And of course, I wouldn't do that. But the point is, it's such a, a different side of you. I mean, we hear that asshole sigh that you uh, do on, on, on the Rock and Metal Combat yeah, podcast, yeah. and it's hilarious. It works. I love it. Some, some I people think that and... I'm
1: really serious, too. I... Oh, yeah, well,
0: there yeah, are, are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I know you as a person. I know what you've done for my daughter. I've hung out with you, not a whole lot, but for several hours on a, a couple separate occasions now. That Doctor Fuck experience is such a different experience. Well, thank you. That that I say, <clears throat> don't don't undermine your performance ability, because yes, your songwriting, while I love it, your performance, dude, you you may not be making billions of dollars on a fucking big record contract because they don't exist anymore, but that's the performance you give. To me, you give every bit the performers. David gave to us in that itty bitty fucking bar, yeah. in the basement. In that That's run. the attitude it's to amazing. have,
1: man. You got to do it for the love. You know, I've, I when Hell I when fresh when I first started, we played to bartenders. You know, we got like so low on a bill that nobody would even go in or nobody even showed up yet, and we played to literally we played to bartenders and like you know a couple of friends. But I went sure. up there like like exactly what you saw from Raven. You know, I give it my, I'll give a hundred percent, even in band practice, you're play, you're playing to 50,000 people, whether you're playing to even band practice, you know, cause it's something about the music, the loud, you know, I don't wear, I wear earplugs when I go to shows. I never wear earplugs when I perform ever because I gotta, I gotta right. feel it, man. But, um, but even performing, even practicing, you know, I, you know, of course I don't do the sage raps. You know, that, that'd be stupid. You know, who am I talking about? Band members? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I get into it as much as I do when I perform live. Because it, it really is in my blood. It's something that I started at 42 years old. You know, I, I never wanted to be in a band ever in my life. It's just...
0: That's badass, because I'm 42 now, and I've had four failed bands. So that's... that. Yeah,
1: amazing. I started... My my very first band was Thrasher Die. and uh, And it's been going for 10 years now. And I'm extremely, I'm extremely proud, man. I'm, a, I'm a proud, I'm proud of everything we've accomplished, you know. It, it's, it's, it's mind blowing that, you know, um, that when we started this band with the intentions of the band, that I, I would have never thought in a million years I'd be playing, you know, headlining in front of eight thousand people.
0: Yeah, that's, that's absolutely awesome, absolutely awesome. As people are trying to get a hold of the good doctor right now. And I, and I got to say, uh, Mountain Man, are you are you happy he came on?
3: Uh.
0: you have, any, you have anything you want to say final to Mr. Vieira? He's a busy guy, and he's got to work time. Well, I, I had a couple more questions, but I'll ask this one. No,
1: no, go ahead. Go ahead, man. I, I, I'm I good for another half hour, if you guys don't mind.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm good, too, and I can edit shit. <laughs> right.
3: uh, um, last I heard... On a couple of your uh, radio shows, you're a pretty
1: big fan of Motorhead. Motorhead, yeah, oh, huge, huge, huge fan of Motorhead. Okay,
3: uh, if you don't mind me asking, when you have done a cover, why the doctor? Uh,
1: well, I think that was obvious because you know, doctor fuck, um, and it all. Yeah, even 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 I saw through that. Come yeah, on. but but also huh. the the way the way we came to record it was. We played, a, when Lemmy died, we did a, a tribute to Lemmy, a motorhead. It was a show that was a, a tribute to Lemmy, and Thrasher, I headlined it. So we wanted to do some motorhead songs. So we also did a Bomber. We did, a, oh, what the fuck is that song off All Grasmatron? Dr. Rock. Dr. Rock, yeah. We did that one. We did, um, We did a f- I can't remember offhand. And the doctor was one. Oh, Stone Death Forever. The doctor was one of them. And uh, when we performed the line, I was like, dude we should do The Doctor. You know, we should go in and record it, you know? It wasn't... it, was uh, just, it, it wasn't, Dude, did you even
0: sound like Levy? Fuck that. It, that's it, a great right. song. Yeah, it, yeah I want
3: to I, I mean, it is the most popular cover for Motorhead that that is out there by you guys. So that's why I was wondering, out of all the songs for them, why, why mainly that one?
1: Yeah, and it's not even one of my favorite. I love the song, don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't even put it in my top 20 of Motorhead songs, but I just, I just felt like, wow, I'd love to do this because it's, number one, it's very obscure. You know, a lot, not a lot of people know, like, Iron Fist. They only know the song Iron Fist. Right. They don't really, like, look into it that much. so I, Oh, great, and, and album. I, and great I, album. And it's a very deep track on the album. I don't think it's ever been performed live. So I was like, God, I, I, I want to do The Doctor, you know? And, uh, yeah, if you listen very closely at the end when I go, I'm The Doctor, and I whisper it, I go, fuck right <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> yes i know
1: it <laughs> good times
0: that's such great stuff
1: i, I do I, I you know and one thing cuz i'm going yeah. through my iTunes and i know i want to get back to one more artist i want to talk about that's very out of the realm of metal is a uh, a genius uh, and he, uh, he mysteriously passed away just like his father did uh his name is Jeff Buckley You ever heard of him yes Jeff Buckley. No. Oh my God. You you want your mind blown, uh go go on YouTube, B- Bushy, and check out his fucking version of Hallelujah. It'll make you cry.
3: Yes, it will.
1: Oh my for for real. Cause I'm a big fan of that
0: song. Oh. I've liked Leonard Cohen doing it. No, no. I've loved Bon Jovi doing I'm it. I'm
1: sorry, dude. This guy does the best version. Yeah. I've heard I you know, actually I heard Bon Jovi doing it. Eh. But you know how I feel about Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you don't understand good singing. It's okay. No, wait till you hear. No, no, no. (laughs) You're going to wake up to good singing when you hear Jeff Buckley do it. Jeff Buckley was this really amazing, original-sounding artist, um, and uh, he drowned. It was a very odd experience because his father was, uh, I believe his father was a musician as well. I saw a documentary on him years ago, and um, wow. I i fell in love with it. He has an album called Grace that is just such a great, I mean, just has got some, you know, rocking tunes on it, but man, there's some real mellow songs and his voice. And I, I don't think I think I, I am confident enough to say, Bushy, when you hear him do Hallelujah, you're gonna say that is the greatest version of that song I've ever heard in my life because his voice, it's it, it just touches it, it. Really, there's very few singers that do. Is it. this is is
0: this a, is this the kind of song that touches your soul? Yes. Because I love that song, and I've loved almost every version I've ever Wait heard. Wait till you
1: hear this guy do it. Oh my okay, god! Okay, well,
0: let, let me let me do this. How about right now? Play it. Yeah, play it. If there's anything yeah, yeah. I want
1: you to play, if what I like is this song, his version of Hallelujah.
0: There you go, Jeff Buckley. Right now, Hallelujah.
1: Believe me, dude, you're gonna your mind will be blown.
0: Oh, I, I, I can't wait to actually hear it. I've got to go and get it. That's,
1: That's awesome. a great album, too. Race awesome. is a great album. It is. It's different, it's different but it's great. Yep. Man, Mountain Man, you know what he's talking about? Yes, here?
3: I do. I know exactly who he's talking about.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, my my,
3: my one and only, well, I, I do have, might have one more after this one, but this one I, I've got to know. I, I know you said the band was based on, you know, joking a little bit. you yeah. got to explain the puppets.
0: Oh, that was. That, the puppets are uh, awesome. That was
1: the brainchild of this guy called Daniel Jackson, Uh, a, a big fan of the band. He used to be a bouncer at the culture room, which, again, was uh. One of our goals was to play the culture room and we finally got to play it and it was great because the first time we played the culture room, the, the owner of the culture room, he sits up on this high perch, you know, and he looks like, he looks like Dracula. He, he's like a weird dude and he, he never comes down from the perch and he came backstage and he said to us, you guys are great. You want to play here in two weeks with Absu? I mean, propane. I was like, Whoa, Really? You know, it was like, wow, dude, because you know, we thought, oh, look, we played the culture, but and then you know, we kept playing there, and there's a bouncer there called Daniel Jackson, and right. he loves, and he's a genius with uh, he's done animation, but he's never worked with puppets before, so he had these a couple, married couple in in Chicago made puppets, so they they made puppets uh, to look like each member of the band. And as I speak, I'm looking at my puppet right now. He's, <laughs> he's looking at me. And uh, <clears throat> but I helped, I helped uh, make the video, too. It was grueling. Such hard work because we had to, like, hold the puppets and move the mouth. But we also had to, like, go down on our knees so we wouldn't come out in the camera. And this guy did all the green screen and all that shit. Man, I'll never forget when I was at his house. And he showed me the little clip of the Holy Diver album cover coming to life. And I was like, I laughed so loud. I woke up his girlfriend and then she got all pissed. And then he kicked me out of the house because I couldn't stop laughing. But, um, oh, my God, the guy's a genius. He did a, he did a <laughs> great, great job on that. And he's done a, he's done a couple commercials, too, for Pose of Holocaust that came out really, really cool. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Dan Jackson, the mastermind, who I call the Puppet Master. Uh, and oh, yeah, nice, I, nice.
0: Now, speaking of puppets, asshole, the Muppa movie soundtrack do not sound so bad now, does it?
1: <laughs> I've I, I I'm never gonna hear it. Does that have, um, uh, you know, who wrote on that? You wrote, I don't know if he wrote on that album, but uh, genius songwriter, also Paul Williams. He wrote some, uh,
0: I don't know, that's the one that's got yeah, rainbow that, connection that was written
1: by Paul Williams. Uh, which nice, again, nice. Phantom of the Paradise is a, a movie. That, oh, I have still not seen yeah, that Yeah, that that's, a, again, you want to talk about uh, music that I love that's not metal, even though there's one song on there that is metal, because this movie, uh, the soundtrack, it go, you have doo-wop, you have the Beach Boys, you have ballads, you have heavy metal, and you have wow. uh, heart-tugging uh, ballads, like uh, Old Souls is one of the greatest ballads ever written. Paul Williams, and it's because of that movie. Uh, It's 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 to me by far the greatest soundtrack ever made, and I'm not the only one to think that. Because now on the online world, there's a lot of Phantom of the Paradise groups, and there's people that worship, and there's a lot of people online that if you go on YouTube, covering those songs, you know, there's a big community. It's a very um, uh, what do you call underground cult classic, you know, so.
0: Well, I, I tell you what, I uh I, I just recently downloaded something that allows me to see everything, whether it's T V shows or films, and it's all streaming, so I'm not downloading. I'm not stealing, I'm just watching. Right. And I will be watching that film. Oh <laughs> fuck
1: Hollywood. Rip them off all you want. Those those guys are exception. Fuck them. Yeah. All I do is release <laughs> shitty movies now. Fuck that. They just yeah, me off with but, but my cable company will
0: fucking drop me a drop of a hat, and I've got to have my. Own. Yeah, yeah. They,
1: you know they did that to me. Um, one day I came home and my internet wasn't working, and I called up my cable company. And they go, Oh, it's because you've been downloading. And believe me, I'm not a downloader, but I was just downloading like stupid like um like movies you can't buy in stores, like you know like movies I saw as a little kid and uh. Right. And I found Phantom of the Paradise. Because see, the thing is, Phantom of the Paradise, uh, they, the, the main character is called Swan. So he had, he had uh-huh. a record company called Swan Song. But le- they finished the movie, and then Led Zeppelin threatened to sue them. So they super oh, wow. they superimposed death records over Swan Song. But I found online the the uncut version was Swan Song. So I downloaded that and they fucking took my internet away you know so it was, uh, I, I was downloading something that I already owned you know just a version you can't buy the box so, fucked up. so right. ever since then I've never I've never downloaded a goddamn thing ever since then
0: no I what I what I download I pay for it you know I, I go on Google Play and I spend my money and download an album and that's how I do well, it a- now somebody wants to share me something yeah.
1: I'm not. Well, I have alright. a guy called Mr. X that sends me everything brand new. I listen to it. If I like it, I'll go buy it. If not, I'll put it in the recycle bin. So that's not stealing.
0: Yeah. Right, right. right. And I
1: feel it's, you. It's, feel it's a double edged sword downloading. Downloading, there's a really good thing about it because back in the day, you know, I used to go buy an album and half of it sucked. It's like, boy, if, if back then I had internet, I would have bought this piece of shit, you know?
0: Hell yeah. I Remember uh, actually miss Mick, uh, Mr. X hooked me up just out of the blue when uh Hardwired to self-destruct came out So, uh, yeah, yeah. that that's 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 cool guy. I still haven't been able to go out and buy it yet But hey, I'm a single dad living
1: alone S- S- Send me your me. address. I have three copies. You know how I got three copies Want to hear this how saying this is when I went to go see Metallica, they sent me an email saying hey uh, since you bought since you bought uh, a ticket, uh, we'll send you a free CD of the new album. I already owned it. I said, fuck it, I'll take another right. one. Just, li- just like three weeks ago, they sent me another email going, hey, you want a copy of Hard Road?" I was like, uh, okay. They sent me another one. So I have three of them. Wow, uh, I'll send you one of them. Still sealed. Nice, uh, nice. I'll,
0: I'll take it. Yeah, yeah I'll hook serious. you up. Yeah,
1: yeah, of course. Yeah. I'll send it to you.
0: Sweet, sweet. All right, I uh, I I have been able to go through this whole show without having to make you talk about I like Abba. Oh, well, wow. I, but you I, know what?
1: Enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that's what I'll. Thank you for saying that because that's kind of the point. I, I like Barry to Manilow make.
1: too, by the way.
0: That actually confuses <laughs> me. I, I, I would not have uh. uh ready to. I would not have expected that because I love. Barry Manilow, because I was raised on it. My mom loved that easy listening type sound. Ready to Take Good shots again what,
1: is a genius song. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's fucking awesome. I like his voice.
1: I, I'm a huge fan of Oasis, which I'm going to fly to New Orleans in March and hang out with Ian because Noel Gallagher, my favorite member of Oasis, is playing there. I'm a big fan of Noel Gallagher of Oasis. I'm not a big fan of Liam's voice. Uh, some songs it works, right. but some songs it's like today is going to be the day I'm going to get back to you. It, it, it annoys the fuck out of me. But Noel Gallagher's not Yeah,
0: there. I don't like Oasis at all, but that's
1: Noel that's Gallagher, awesome. the songs he sings in Oasis are just fucking great. And some of the best Oasis songs are B-sides. And uh, he's a solo artist now. I love his solo work. So I'm flying to New Orleans. So I'm a big, big fan of his too. And Letters to Cleo, who I flew to see in uh new york last year which <laughs> i okay i don't know who the fuck you're talking about but i'm gonna tell you right now
0: that's a brilliant goddamn name because all i can think of is miss cleo
1: remember her back in the 90s yeah. call me now for your free reading oh my god letters <laughs> well, to cleo is a real pop but you know they do have a little power pop in them which you know cheap trick does a lot they're Boston-based sure. band that never. They had a minor hit that was on that so, that show, Melrose Place, uh, called Here It Here oh Now. Oh
0: boy, Heather Locklear back in the '90s. Yeah. But
1: uh, oh my God, I'm in love with the singer Kay Hanley, uh, and I traveled to New York to see her, and uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of hers too. So you know, I mean, I can go, I can go on and on, but we've been on for a while, so. Uh, maybe there'll they'll be no. a part two where I could talk about other eclectic shit I love. And the Beatles. The I... Beatles are in my top five of all time.
0: Wow. I tell you what, uh, I'm sure the mountain man would agree with me where we would love to have you back to talk about all this. Oh, stuff.
1: for sure. I got
3: one more damn question though before you cut me off, damn it.
0: Jesus Christ, man. Quit
3: sucking his Kiss dick. my ass. I can't come on, I haven't
1: problem. come yet. Let no. him go.
3: You got to meet him. You <laughs> got to have dinner with him. Fuck you, asshole. Kiss my ass. I don't give a damn. <laughs> uh, uh, favorite songs that you have written out of these three, if you don't mind me asking: "Return of the Thrash Lord," "Kamikaze," or "I Thrash on Your Grave."
1: Oh, which one's my favorite out of those three? Yes, sir. "I Thrash on Your Grave." I love them all, though. I love "Kamikaze." What was the th- What was the first one you said? Uh, oh, "Thrash Lord" is awesome. "Thrash Lord," I wrote. And once I wrote that song in five minutes lyric wise, and uh, one of my favorite lyrics I've ever written is, "If you set me on fire, I'll rise from the ash. Uh, superior to mortals, protected by thrash, I eat posers alive and spit out their bones. While the rest of mu- uh the rest of humanity, bows at my throne." Um, and that was supposed to be a that's another joking song, but I love those lyrics, and I wrote that shit in five minutes, you know, and I'm very proud of Thrash Lord. Uh, I'm proud of every goddamn song I've ever written. Uh, There's not one song I can tell you I don't like. I can tell you songs I don't like to perform live because they're a bitch to perform live, but there's not one song I have done and I have put out there that I'm not 100% proud of. Awesome. awesome. I love them all, but I thrash On Your Grave is like, dude, that song is just, that song to me, man, there's no song like that song because it's like, right thrashy and then it's a spoken word and then it's thrashy and there's spoken words during it and i've never heard anybody do something like that so i felt i feel like that's a very special song i wrote because it's very original even though the music's not but the the the, the, the vocal structure of that song is i've never heard anybody do anything like that before so i'm very proud of that one and yeah i would say I'm, like you I'm, know that and bushy's favorite post-mortem star are my Postmortem star. Oh. Postmortem star. I thrash in the grave and terror vision would be my top three Thrasher die songs, and every other song is uh, tied for number two. Gotcha. 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 Nice.
3: Now when I get nice, some money, nice, I'm gonna start nice. getting some of your stuff. But damn it, now that I've got to talk to you, uh, I, I'm definitely gonna have to spend a little extra to get your autograph or something. Damn
1: it. <laughs> I'll send you one. Don't worry about it. I'll send you a copy of Mountain Yourself Send me your address too.
3: Holy shit! My God.
1: <laughs> hey, you got it bro i'll sign it for you
3: i'll send it your way <laughs> thank you thank you thank you
1: no problem dude i
0: i i, t- I told you this guy was going to fad girl out on you ralph
1: that's fine dude i appreciate it <laughs> makes my ego f- feel good
0: i bet it does well uh i i do want to thank you for coming slumming down here on the plug with bushy sitting of the mountain man i i you, you really don't know how much it means to me, and I and I know, like I, I call you friend. I hope you call me friend, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I hope of you know I that do. that you have a friend in the Mountain Man. Um, we're coming to the point now where I'm going to ask you, do you have anything you want to promote?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, my radio show, the Doctor Fuck Show, Thursday nights on that metal station, 8 p.m. Eastern. We also got uh the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, uh the Vieira Vault, my brand new podcast. Um, bah, 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 bah. You know, and all my bands we already talked about And, uh, oh, the most important thing I want to promote Is that I'm single and I'm slutty For all the female listeners
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Evolve,
0: I have an idea for the B.R. of Oh, really? Yeah,
1: watch fucking Wizards and I'll No, no, and no, that's, that's my movie review channel And I promise you, I promise you it will be done. I'm not going to fucking make you send me a buy a movie for me and not go but as you can see I haven't done a movie review forever. And forever, right? So it's not like you know and, and, and I, and I, and I bought it forever ago. The very next movie review will be Wizards. There you go. I won't do any more rem- until I do it. that one. So just be patient with me, Bushy. I got <laughs> I got too much shit going on and uh
0: I know, like 17 bands, 58 women, you know, job. Yeah, I got, I it.
1: My I man, got, anything to promote. i got 38 other women that I'm still working on, and that takes time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you there.
0: <laughs> oh, Lordy, that's funny, and I just got one. That sucks.
1: My man. Well, thank you, brother.
0: Uh, for me, I'm going to promote the same thing that
3: I've been promoting for the past couple of weeks. Uh, definitely go out and uh, donate uh, down where Mr. Vieira is at, where he actually stays at home and help people. Uh, donate for uh, Texas, uh, Florida, or Puerto Rico. Uh, a lot of them hurt. Uh, with everything that's been going on with that, go to whitehouse.gov. Do what you can
1: to help and support that. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah, yeah. That, also, yeah. I, I I think that's. I mean, here's the thing. And also Vegas. I mean, when 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 tr- tragedy happens, it's good to donate while you know when it's fresh. Uh, and yeah. uh, another thing that I donate to, I, I do this a lot. I I do I'm not. not I'm not even gonna give a figure because I don't want to like brag. How oh look at me. But uh, uh one thing that I love. To donate to is Make-A-Wish Foundation, which is wish.org. Uh, you know, you give a dying nice. kid his last wish, and, you know, you donate, and they get, you know, all the shit they can before they, they die. So, uh sure. that,
0: Gene Savage is a great, great part exactly,
1: of it. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, I, and there's a lot, you know, Metallica's taking part of it, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, it's just a great, Ted Nugent's done it a lot, too. So it's just a great, great sure um organization that uh that I think it's you know it's not one of these scam too cuz a lot of these fucking you got to be very careful who you donate to. Right. So um right. but make, make a Wish I've looked into it. They're on they're totally on the up and up. They've never had a uh you know like some kind of like controversy happen where you know this and that. I mean the only controversy that's happened with Make a Wish is that us uh, uh, some idiot make a wish denied a kid his last wish. Cause he didn't like Ted Nugent oh, where the kid, the kid garbage. loved and wanted to go hunting with him and they stopped him. You know, that's that. That's, so they fired his ass. So, you know, we're good.
0: Yeah. That's bullshit. He deserved to be fired.
1: Exactly. So yeah, make a wish. And also at the moment, man, if we can all contribute, especially Puerto Rico, man, Um, they're really, I mean, those, as I last I, and believe me, they are great people. We play Puerto Rico three times. They treat us like kings. And um last I heard, they're gonna be uh, the the soonest they're gonna get power back is in six months. So
0: yeah, they're in rough it, we're, shape. And our our we're brother good down here in Florida,
1: it, we're not bad. We're we're okay, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, our our brother on the station was down there to help after uh what the hell was it? Irma. Irma. Hurricane Irma. Went down to help out his grandmother. With his mom they went down there and got stuck at, you know, behind Maria. You know him as Sato, but that is the sin yeah. in Bushy's sitting the Mountain Man. Now oh, wait 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 back home that's
1: DJ Sato I've been talking to all this time. That's Sato. No yes. shit.
0: Yeah, I, I just recently received a message that says he's home and okay. Oh I, I thought
1: home. you meant Mountain Man was Sato. Oh no, okay,
0: no, okay. no. No, absolutely not. Sin is Sato. Sin is a is a is a derivative of his uh gamer tag. Okay. Cuz we used to play PlayStation together and uh his gamer tag was Sin City Gamer 666. He lives in Las Vegas. Now here's the bad part. He's coming home to this fucking atrocity. Right. But Where does he live
1: Las Vegas? Las Vegas. Oh god.
0: Yeah, yeah, he lives in Sin City. That's why,
1: hence his name. uh...
0: But uh, my promotion, one is to go donate blood if you're in the Las Vegas area. Um, I have that written right here. The other thing is we're talking about all this obscure music, and I wanted to promote uh, the Miami Vice original TV series soundtrack because I am all things 80s. You have Glenn Fry Smuggler's Blues, and You Belong to the City. Phil Collins with arguably one of his great uh, greatest songs in the air tonight. You got Melly Mel do Advice. Tina Turner, Better Be Good to Me. And all kinds of great Jan Hammer uh, instrumentals. And uh, frankly, if you're a fan of prog rock, you've got to like Jan Hammer because that's kind of his forte, even though he was a little poppy back in the day. Um... God, I wish I could remember which prog band he was with, but yeah. Well, he, did, he did
1: a really yeah. good album with Neil Sean, too. Sean and Hammer.
0: Yeah, Good yeah. stuff. You're just, just amazing. Amazing, amazing musician. And, and that that album encapsulates my youth. So, yes, check out that album. And definitely, if you're in the Las Vegas, Nevada area, the least thing you can do is go and donate blood for all these victims. That right. Yes. I agree. All right. Ralph, man, I am so glad you've been on. I, I appreciate <clears throat> you. I thank you so much. I, I, I hope you come. Yeah, back. I will. I will. Because uh, I, 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 I would love to continue this conversation because there's so much fucking wacky shit that I, I think a lot of people don't know you listen to. And I think it's amazing. Yeah, I, 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 think it's I haven't scratched amazing.
1: the surface. Believe me, there's a lot more. So we'll do a part. We'll Hold do up. a part two. Sweet.
0: Outstanding. Outstanding.
3: Gotta be loads of fun. Girl, as much since I actually got top talk to you. So there you go. <laughs> oh no,
1: I, I want to hear a question about mountain your skull after I sent it to you. Oh shit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. That's funny because I haven't said it to him,
0: and you're about to get a fucking uh, you're about to get a Dr. Fox sign melting your skull. I've got two. I got a CD and a record, but Just still, why, either way, I don't <laughs> care. <You laughs> want, me, want me to put Mountain
1: Man
3: on there? What, what whatever you want to put it, brother
1: all either all either right, bro. my regular name or mountain man how about yeah. dickhead no that's, i'm just
3: uh, they normally call me <laughs> a Sunday <laughs> asshole so yeah
0: <laughs> all right we've had Ralph Vieira hanging out with us talking about all things he loves that are not metal even though of course we went back to metal it's impossible not to with this group of crazy motherfuckers but it's time for this show to end so
1: Mr. Vieira, final thoughts? I love sluts that have no drama. Thank you, and you're a great <laughs> asset to the planet Earth. Thank you. I love girls that say, I don't give a fuck what anybody cares and thinks. I'm going to go fuck Dr. Fuck, even though he's a fucking whore. That's my final thoughts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. My man stay Dang. sick take
3: care of one another skitter pal meow 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 man ow, ow oh my dear god
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta be the greatest final thought i have heard to date oh boy ralph thanks for being here dub not man thanks for getting up motherfuckers bye vital we'll see you next later hey
4: this was really fun we hope you liked it too Seems like we've just begun, when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see
0: you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck? Is this shit. This is how we say goodbye. On the plug. See you next week.